Hello there. I, I I didn't I didn't see it. Sorry, I'm holding up. This is a visual joke. This is a really bad idea on my part. I said, hey, I'm gonna do a funny bit because uh, I finally got my book. My physical book is right here. Hi, uh, and it's awesome and it's textured. You you just you can feel like in shiny like and yeah. Anyway, uh, hi, welcome to Adventures with Molly Gagging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so very excited. I also got the GMs, the lore master screen. Excuse me, like right here, which is great because uh, I should probably uh, learn those rules at some point. And uh, yeah, we're playing. We're uh, we're Adventures with Molly Gagging. We're playing One Ring tonight, uh, and uh, continuing our uh, our waking of Angbar campaign. Uh, and uh, we had some major drama actually last session where we almost lost one of our characters for the first time yeah uh uh oh so much thank you so much uh when is your are, are you are you guys starting next week Lewis? is it um next is it next week that you that you guys are starting your game i think that's right i think that's right i don't know i, I don't are I they don't doing know. one ring who knows yeah yeah it's gonna play it <gasps> and then they were like then they're like, no, you can't, because uh, we don't uh, we don't like you, and uh, that's that, that's vaguely how I remember the conversation uh, <laughs> happening. <laughs> Might not have been exactly that, but that's that's how I that's how I feel. So that's what happened. Uh, Melissa, you got to keep track of that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah we're um we had kind of a crazy a crazy last session as you guys uh encountered a uh, a nameless thing uh which was really fun because there's like this little nameless thing generator and i can actually hold the book up like i'm a kindergarten teacher or something uh yeah uh floyd that's time. that is true it is true there it is it is we do know floyd is uh is plot is is plot committed uh, until he dies in Moira. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm a little flustered right now because I have my book in front of me just and I'm just. <laughs> uh, it's very exciting. Uh, but yeah, we know that Floyd is. We know how Floyd's going to die. So that's going to. It's going to happen in that Not way. Not today. Not today. Or maybe he just becomes so injured that he's just like, you know, invalid for the next couple of decades and everything's fine. Uh, Yes, this yes, Roger. This is, I was doing a little bit of whining. Ah, silly time zones, silly time zones. Uh, but you guys are gonna be a lot of fun, so I can't wait to watch uh, your guys, your guys' game. Uh, but uh, but yeah, um, shall we get started? I guess like, should, what, do we have any announcements? Ashley, we got a game tonight, don't we? We got a game after this, you and me. We do have a game tonight. Yeah, We're gonna be playing the Darkest House on Defenders of Cobalt. Yeah, um, it's Monty Cook Games are the creators. I think of the that's game. right. Yeah. And yeah, Steven's going to be our DM and he's going to terrorize us and it's mm -hmm. going to be great. Mm -hmm. He's not here right now because he's uh, he's got a his he's got some sort of special weekend with him and his Dungeons and Dragons friends. Yeah, they got a D&D &D weekend. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They did like five hours or something. But he's taking a pause to come run for us. So, yeah, uh, I uh, I would gladly play a crotchety old lady in your game, Roger. No, no problem. <laughs> Just the the, the crotchetiest <laughs> of crotchety old ladies. Uh, Would you be yeah. a hobbit? I'll be whatever they want me to be. To be honest. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would probably probably say the only thing I wouldn't be be particularly good at is probably playing an elf. But because uh, I, I like elves. they. No, I don't hate elves. I just don't feel like I could do one justice. I feel like I would. <laughs> everything would just turn into yeah. Like I would just. I would be a very poor interpretation. I would do my best, of course, but like. Everything would just turn into a silly joke at some point, and like, yeah, they're so serious. Anyway, 
Uh, let's see. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, we got we got a game later tonight. Uh, actually, crank yourself up a little bit too. I think you were a little quiet on my meter. So, uh, why don't we introduce characters and then we'll dive into the summary and then we'll get started. So, uh, Melissa, tell us about uh, Arineal. So, Arineal is a twenty-one-year-old uh, ranger of the North champion. Um, she's working on being bold and swift. Uh, in her actions, uh, she's pretty good with her short sword and bow. Uh, she's got some snowshoes that will, and some D6s to make those sh- snowshoes kick ass, or whatever she's going to do with them at some point. Um, and she has been blessed with a very awesome helm. Um, just if you have been blessed with a very awesome book that you're showing everyone. And, um, yeah, there's something else that I was going to say. I totally forgot what it was. Uh, they're very distracting, aren't they? Like the physical, <laughs> and they're not even in front of you, too. You you didn't buy the Kickstarters. I don't see why you should get the heavies at your death. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh, Ashley. That would be hilarious, turning all elves into valley girls. Yeah. Oh, no, no. So now I'm going to do it. <laughs> now it's going to be in my head cannon. So, Sorry. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, next we have, uh, Floyd, uh, OE of near death. Tell us about Floyd there long. Yeah. I'm a young dwarf, a successful treasure hunter. Now he's gotten two successful loads. Uh, less he's known for his hardiness, all the battles and near death he's had already, but he's, he's recovering. He's making out of it. Yeah. So it was really close for you because uh, you were poisoned grievously. You were wounded. You had, I think, something like 20, 19 or 20 days on like your recovery time because of the poison. And then they had to drag you away. It was you were really close to dying. But at the same time, like I missed so many attacks on you as you were like swimming through the dark, like abyss beneath the keep that like if a couple more of those hit, I think Floyd might have been a different Floyd uh, that was going to the mines uh, later in life with Balan. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and you got a scar, too. We talked about this just before we came on air. Did you figure out what your permanent remembrance or scar or marking yeah, of this like attack is? Yeah, it's a giant lash on the side of my ribs. Okay. Is it in a specific shape or is it just like, is it discolored or anything? It's discolored. Yeah, it's just, just nice and long down the side. Okay. Uh, right on. See, red side, best side. You you pointed out too. Gilly's random tendon, you know, bookmark there. That's just a hint. That's just like the precursor. That was just a creepy Ashley moment, more so than a Gilly moment. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> you are secretly an agent in the shadow, uh, and uh, we possibly the agent of the shadow. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. To be decided. I am true-hearted, but for what? Yeah, but that heart is just black and shriveled. Uh, so that's all it basically is, right? I feel like you're talking about me personally. <laughs> anyway, tell us more about Gilly. Um, Gilly is our wonderful little hobbit friend. Um, she is keen-eyed, true-hearted. Um, she's a scholar. And yeah, we learned that she, I think we kind of knew because she's writing a whole book about Floy, but she just has a soft spot in her heart for dwarves. Um, and yeah, that's, that's Gilly. 
Yeah, she right also on. might be an evil mastermind to be decided. Indeed. Uh, I think it's already been decided. It's just a question of when we reveal it <laughs> as opposed to if if we, we come to that point. Oh, yeah. man. So look at Long right now. Long's getting Long's getting a little talking to you right now. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm playing, I'm playing a tabletop role-playing game where I pretend to be a dwarf. Like, what? What the hell does that mean? Let's <laughs> just, I don't let's think just, they can see he's talking to someone. Let's, let's just role-play. Let's just role-play what's going on. <laughs> I'll be the guy. We're going to do our fellowship phase and then we'll just bring him back. He can tell us what he did in his fellowship phase. It's like, like, you need to cut your hair. Your hair's getting way too long. It's going to catch on fire. Like, it's not going to catch on fire. My hair is not flammable. Yes, rest side, rest side. Uh, Floyd will need to check his treasure when he's done. When we're done with the fellowship phase. (laughs) See if that got divvied out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ashley, do you have a monocle? No, but I can buy one. Amazon's the thing. <laughs> we will get you one. <laughs> we're we're vamping until uh till, till Long's ready again. But uh but yeah. Uh why don't I do the summary then? Why don't we just do that? So uh <laughs> you all have uh have departed from Coom. I've been told uh on uh, on our YouTube channel that it's it should be pronounced Coom, so that's what I'm gonna do, as opposed to like comb, like what you brush your hair with. So until someone tells me otherwise, that's what I'm gonna switch to. Uh but you all departed. Uh, with the intention of heading up to Mount uh, Gram. And you were heading there because you were specifically looking to uh, speak with someone by the name of Marimben, who is a, a ranger ally of uh, of Talendil, someone you met while you were uh, trying to explore the ruins of Fornost. Um, you've been given a, uh, a small necklace uh, that uh, you learned was his daughter's to present and kind of like hang somewhere along the western slopes uh, of the mountain where there's some kind of ruined tower and then hopefully Maram Ben would, will, will find you. Right. And you, uh, so you journeyed, you, you made some, made some connections along the way, including a pair of dwarves by the name of Thorvum and Thebe, who, uh, you, you created some kind of, uh, some kind of plan to meet up with each other if possible, as they were kind of heading off chasing after, uh, uh, the, the, the orc, uh, kind of war chieftain, um, Rotag, uh, who all you all have heard of and were also concerned with, um, you continued uh, northward. You kind of passed through some some Rudauer Hills. You had some issues, you had some encounters and like these kind of strange sightings and other things where the land itself seemed almost tainted by the shadow and was kind of messing around with you here and there. Some of you felt that like kind of spiritually, but some of you also felt like kind of physically. Right. Eventually, you found a, a homestead of people uh, who were. Uh, suspicious, guarded, but eventually were friendly, or at least, you know, uh, at least uh, accommodating, uh, and uh, gave you a little bit of information about Lottie and how, how she was kind of a leader of uh, a, a clan uh, of uh, of Rudauer, Rudauer, they don't even use the term anymore, but a clan of hillfolk who, um, who are basically going around and, and sort of treasure hunting throughout these old Rudauer uh, ruins and kind of collecting powerful artifacts and items of power. And that might be the reason why she went into Fornost as well. And they also mentioned how there was a nearby ruin that had, hadn't been yet sacked by, uh, by a lot of these people. So you guys went out there uh, hoping to recover whatever powerful treasure there might be there, keep it out of Lottie's hands, but also potentially look for uh, this, uh, this family's, this homestead, uh, one of their eldest sons, Geldor, who was off 
possibly searching here to find a gift to give to Lottie. Uh, you managed to recover some treasure uh, from the ruin. You also recovered the bag of Geldor, but never actually found Geldor himself. Uh, you encountered some some marsh dwellers, these kind of undead, almost zombie-like creatures swimming around in this dark, boggy water. And while you were swimming, while Floyd was su- swimming deep beneath the uh, this kind of slowly sinking uh, sinking keep, uh, he encountered uh, a nameless thing, the lurker in the dark. There were rumors about this here and there, uh, and you all had to flee. Uh, and in the process, uh, Floyd was nearly killed. He was actually poisoned. Uh, he was he was wounded and poisoned by a uh, hideous tentacle that came out of this creature. Uh, fortunately, it does seem like that creature wanted to stay within the boundaries of the keep, and you all were able to escape back into the bog and work your way back towards the homestead. Uh, you stopped uh, at the slopes of uh, of one of the hills where you had left your your ponies, and you were able to attend to Floy with some life literal literally life saving. Uh, healing, uh, and uh, we're able to kind of keep him from 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 leaving this uh, the mortal plane, uh, and um, and yeah, and so we talked about it, and he, since Floyd is essentially going to be injured because his injury is up to I think 19 days, and you all have you you had a successful council with these people, uh, Nadil and Una, and you you kind of you brought them back their son's equipment. Uh, even though you weren't able to find them, Una was very thankful. Nadil was sort of brooding and, and more upset with himself about not chasing after Galdor than he was upset with you all. We all decided uh, that I think a fellowship phase probably makes the most sense because uh, it's going to be several weeks. And so that's what we're going to start off this this session with is a a small fellowship phase. We're going to keep it. It's We've already set our destination to this particular homestead, so there's certain things like meeting with patrons that aren't going to be allowed, obviously. Uh, but other things are potentially uh, useful. So you've got a small amount of adventure points, small amount of skill points. Uh, we we cut short the journey, and then we'll pick up the journey in a couple of weeks once Floy has fully recovered. So I think that makes I think that we all agree that sort of made the most sense. Um, and because again, because you did well on the on the council, like this is actually this option is open to you. So why don't we um, why don't we dive in? And so let's go back through how the fellowship phase works. So I think don't forget you all. There's um, instructions in our our journal section. So we've got our duration. We're going to treat it like three weeks, and then destination is Nadil and Una's homestead, uh, which there is now a little mark on the map where that actually is. Uh, and you all have to spend experience points and your and adventuring points, or you can save them if you want to. Um, and then you can take your, so you do training, you do growth. Um, and then we go into spiritual recovery. So why don't we start with like experience points and adventuring points. And we'll do kind of like the same thing. Like tell us what you did and sort of give us like a brief description of what that looked like in terms of the training over this course of the couple weeks. Like what were you doing to kind of get better at this or what uh, event happened in this journey that kind of led you to to want to do this? So, Melissa, we'll start with you. How did um how did Arineal spend her experience in adventuring points? So, Arineal uh, really wants to make sure you know just kind of seeing just how how much you know kind of getting hurt and injured can you know kind of waylay what we're trying to do. Uh, she really wanted to kind of focus on you know kind of that protection. So what she was going to do is she's going to look for someone within this homestead that seems to be um, good with a needle and thread and or good with leather working. 
Uh, sure. And uh, Reza would probably be the one that, that you would find yourself working with. She seems to be a widower, maybe. She doesn't seem to talk too much about her her husband, but she is with or, or her family. Uh, but she seems to be um, a friend of Nadil and Una, a little bit older than the two of them. You're not sure, like she doesn't really get into her history too much. She's you could definitely tell all of them are still a little bit guarded around you all, not willing to reveal too much. Um, but you do notice that when it comes to like repairing clothes or repairing any kind of like leather working that needs to be repaired, it does seem like Reza is the one that takes over that job. Um, so yeah. Um, and not only that, but she's also the one that kind of goes hunting and does tanning and everything as well. So she does like the whole one-stop shop of this. Uh, so whether it's kind of creating rawhide strips or whether it's actually making kind of fur, uh, like fur blankets or something like that, uh, she has her, her own little workshop, uh, within this homestead, um, this kind of thatched roof, uh, area where after the first couple of days of you lingering around, maybe she's... None too happy about it. And she, you definitely get the sense that she's nowhere near as um, receptive as Nadil or Una or their children are. Um, but so she's what Arineal would do yeah. then, kind of seeing that she you know, isn't necessarily warming up, Arineal um, definitely wants to make sure that we are contributing while we're here. Yeah. So Arineal um, would take some time to sort of go out hunting um, and you know, kind of bring back some uh, animals kind of to contribute to everyone and also um, to contribute to kind of her uh, leatherworking, okay. um, you know, hide work. You try to she's bribe doing. her with some materials. Um, you know, and, you know, basically just say, you know, I, we're ever so grateful for everyone's hospitality for us being here. Uh, and I can't help but notice that you have a talent for working with your hands and, and, and doing some, some repairs and things. And I wanted to offer, you know, some of the, the fruits of my labor. And I'm, I'm wondering if, if perhaps you might be willing to share uh, some of your skills with me. I'm hoping that maybe in the time that I'm here, I can maybe get a little bit better uh, with some of this crafting. And I'm also hoping to maybe um, make some modifications to my, uh, leather shirt so that it's a bit more um, close fitting. Uh, out of curiosity, make a, make a hunting test to see uh, how the quality or quantity of the materials you bring to her. This is not at all going to affect the rewards you get, but it might affect uh, kind of her, her view towards you. I am apparently horrible at yeah. hunting. <laughs> and, and you get the feeling that she is, uh, she's, she's, over the course of like a couple days or weeks, uh, we see this begrudging, um, this sort of begrudgingness to, to, to help you with anything. And she almost treats you like a child. And at more than once, you see like Sodden or one of uh, Nidil and Una's other children are like kind of working as well with you. And you get the sense that all of the tasks that she's assigning you are literally the same task as she's assigning these like four and five year old kids. And in some cases, when a task needs some level of complication, um, some level of competence, she gives it to the kid as opposed to you. Um, but through the course of those couple of weeks, you're able to like, you know, almost kind of through osmosis of just observation, just watching her here and there. Um, you're able to pick up enough to where you're 
able to kind of affect your own improvements to your equipment and you're able to sort of apply some of what you observe maybe not as um efficiently or effectively or as um prettily as uh as reza might have done but if, but uh, but enough to, to make it work um Sweet. okay anything so, else that you do besides this uh so so mechanically what that means is that i'm moving my craft from zero to one okay um, and then I am kind of applying a plus two protection to my leather shirt. So you're taking your valor reward. So you mm-hmm. bumped your valor up with your adventuring points and you took a reward to improve your shirt, your leather shirt. And then you also spent your skill points to increasing your crafting skill. Perfect. Yep. Okay. Uh, Floyd, you're in bed and uh, recovering. You're, you're moving slowly about um, more than once, either Irenial or maybe... Una or one of the other people who, who's serving host to your uh, to your uh, convalescence um, will come by and like kind of check your bandages and your wounds and things like that. Uh, and over the course of like a couple of weeks, you slowly start. We 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 see you getting better. At first, you're like you're kind of bedridden, and then you slowly start to move, and then eventually you kind of get to the point where you're you're moving, but all albeit you know slowly. What is Floyd doing? And what what? How did you spend your points? Yeah, I spent my adventure points getting a wisdom up, so that gave me another virtue. Yeah, virtue. Yes. And I doubled up on my original one. I took hardiness first time. I took hardiness again. Mm-hmm. So that gives me another two endurance points. Almost like your body is getting calloused from all the times you're getting hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The scar tissue is building scar up tissue. so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah, and and I would say like, it's it's probably not the most uh, like social time for Floy, simply because you are you are readily resting. Uh, your wound was is nineteen days worth, so almost the entirety of the fellowship phase, you are either sleeping all day, sleeping half the day, or barely being able to move. So you're jogging that we are familiar with seeing Floy uh, Floy undertake. Not really happening. So maybe your legs aren't quite, you know, aren't quite there. You're gonna have to pick those back up as the time goes. Okay. Um, do you? Uh, what? What about the the mithril uh, uh, coat of mail or coat of uh, coat of mithril? I should say, because you all did pick that up. I think you took it, and I think yeah, I'm right. not sure who took the pearl, but I think we're gonna do an undertaking for that. So yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. No, you can't do the undertaking for. You can't do an undertaking for weapons and armor. That's um, oh okay. That's valor rewards. So so yeah, this is the first time we've had it. So I'll explain the rule for those who sure. um, those who are listening. And if hopefully I'm not getting One this wrong, the other. but yeah. Um, so a weapon, like a, a magical weapon or or a known weapon or something like that, like famous weapons and armor, that kind of thing. Um, they can have anywhere between one to three qualities, and those qualities could be like the things that you guys can put on your weapons that you guys have access to but there's also a whole extra list that i can pull from for like you know these magical weapons essentially right um i'm using magical with air quotes and um and so you can have one to three of those and the more you have the more it has the more kind of powerful it is uh and when you first get it the only quality that's accessible to you is its first its first quality like the first thing listed in this case mithril which is in itself a thing and it basically means is that the load of this is lighter a coat of mail is normally a 12 load and a, a coat of mithril affording the same protection um 
is actually literally half that. So it's like six. Um, so it's so much lighter. Um, and remember, it's kind of got this sort of dark quality to it, which is surprising in some respects because Mithril is usually kind of, you know, kind of luminescent in some ways. And it has this little uh, kind of purple amethyst at the nape of the neck where the, the coat comes over top. Um, if you wanted to get more, if you wanted to unlock more qualities, there's two ways. Uh, one is you would have to have burned your valor reward. So you would have had to tick up your valor uh, to get a reward. And then you could have unlocked it that way. And the other way is during a Yule Fellowship, I think it's Yule Fellowship phase, um, you would have to visit like a treasury of a specific culture and then you can kind of learn. And so in this case, if you would have like went back to the Blue Mountains for Christmas, uh, so to speak, you could potentially have taken that undertaking and um, and learned more about what this thing can do. Got it. Okay. Uh, and then we'll kick it over to Gilly. So Gilly, what did you do? So Gilly um, increased her valor to two and um, got herself a grievous uh, weapon. So she now has a grievous fell bow. Nice. And then um, she spent some points to get to two in athletics because she was at one and that just did not do me any favors. So I spent the eight points to get to two. Gotcha. Um and so in order to get this, because uh, Gilly, Gilly's a lounger. She likes to read, spend times in libraries. Um, she doesn't really go outside too much, except for, you know, when we were in Coombe and we were running around with Floyd. Yeah. And um, she, so she is helping training. with, like, the farm work. So, like, the really, like, okay. manual labor stuff, like, you know, digging up crops and helping rotate manure and all that nonsense. So I think that sounds great. And I think uh, you'll probably be spending a lot of time then with Nadil uh, and Una who are there, but also with Barak, the guy who they warned you about a little bit um, mm-hmm. about him being, uh, he, he's, he's not necessarily like you, you saw like during the council, like he was arguing a lot and he was objecting yeah. to like them treating you nicely. And he basically just wanted to like, just kill you guys and be done with it. But it doesn't seem like he holds a, holds a position of power within this group. Yeah. Um, and he avoids you the whole time. So this whole time he stays completely away from you. And the only time you ever, whenever you lock happen to lock eyes with him, you just sort of cross eyes at some point. And, and like you have every time there's just like, kind of hate just kind of covered yeah. and it's in his face kind of looking and you know una just you know she's she's much more probably she's probably the nicest of all of them then the kids are sweet as can be mm-hmm. and you especially the ones that you teach how to draw and things like that and mm-hmm. and maybe more than once or twice in the deal or una will help you like kind of teaching you better like other ways of like shooting a bow here and there as they have their own hunting bows as well they're not they're not anything to, to write home about but they're very effective and they're decent at it, and uh, they're definitely better at hunting with them uh, than Irineal is. So, uh, so it's certainly helpful. No. Okay. <laughs> the Brad Pitt of Dwarves. I had forgotten completely about the Brad Pitt of Dwarves. <laughs> Thank you, Insight. That's it. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's your that's your your uh, what's it called? Your training uh, and your yeah. growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into so spiritual recovery automatically recover a number of hope points equal to your heart scores so whatever your heart score is again not the big target number the small number for your heart yep. score for your, your you heart for score for hope uh, so get that back uh, and if the adventuring phase was a positive outcome in the fight against the encroaching shadow you get to remove one to three shadow points as determined by moi uh, I'm going to give you all one back Yay. um 
simply because you're you are actually able to recover uh, some magical items and keep them literally out of the hands of Lottie. I think that does mm-hmm. actually help. Uh, but your overall the overall adventuring phase was cut short, right? So like any any attempts to sort of do more than that was cut short uh, because of the injury to Floy. Uh, so I think one is fair. Um, so you can remove one shadow point. And then let's dive into undertakings. You get two. Um, you all have to agree on these, of course. The first ones you can choose from uh, the whole list with the exception of the Yule, uh, Yule-only ones. So they kill scars, raise an heir, recount a story. Um, and I'm also taking out Meat Patron, uh, as Balan is nowhere near this homestead. So I'm going to say no to that one. Uh, but the rest of them, you've got Gather Rumors, Strength and Fellowship, ponder storied and figured maps study magical items and write a song so what did you all decide upon for the first one long what did you want to do i think we wanted to study that pearl okay that you can do for free though uh uh, like like because you get remember you get two undertakings the first one is anything from the list and the second one is only the things that you three your your specific um classes have access to and since you're a treasure hunter you get access to that one so you could always burn that one so if there's something outside of the three that 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 a champion and a uh scholar and a treasure hunter have so a champion would get um write a song a study magical item is what treasure hunters get and then ponder story and figured maps is what so if you're going to want to do one of those three you definitely want to save that for the free one and then so we can't the we can't stack the ones we have like can do we can yeah you yeah we can pick from mm-hmm. any so like we oh, can okay. do yeah, that can one and like we could do the scholar one like those could be our two like Absolutely. yeah if it happens yeah, no to problem. overlap that's fine so i think we're all agreed that that's something we want to do what else is it that you guys would like to do yeah definitely agree with the study magical items Okay. The, the maps one, that one was interesting. Ponder storage and figured maps. Mm-hmm. Scholar. So you gain a plus, plus one modifier one. to all feet die, uh, feet die rolls made to determine the nature of events during journeys. And so when we start moving again, whenever I roll to see what kind of events you have, uh, that would give you a plus one. Higher is better on, on that chart. Yeah. So. Okay. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Okay, so we'll say then that uh, the story figured in maps will say that um, it's probably less about actually looking at specific maps and more about conversing with the people who you are now staying with and learning mm-hmm. about like hunting trails uh, and you're almost maybe creating your own maps, like sketching them in Gilly's books and they're kind of warning you off like certain paths and telling you what to look out for, like where are there like aggressive animals, like packs of, of, of like wolves or wolverines or something like that, that you want to stay away from or what terrain is particularly treacherous. Or in some cases, maybe just like those strange ruins that you encountered that have some kind of negative effect, like how to avoid those as well. Uh, and so it's probably less, again, you all, they don't have necessarily like a library here, but, by, by kind of conversing with Una in the deal and probably to a lesser degree, uh, like Reza, you're able to to piece together some you know, some dangerous zones that you certainly want to avoid or, or certain signs to look out for uh, as you're journeying that might cause you to turn around or take a detour or how to better navigate when the mists arise and to kind of keep your, keep your path when the sun isn't completely visible. Um, as for study magical items, um, who's got the pearl? Perennial, I believe. 
Okay. Has the box. That's cool. Just taking all the magical items. Let's Sorry, did somebody else? Real nice, Melissa. Do you Let's have a Gilly? Uh, I don't have one yet. Okay, we'll say Gilly has the pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about like who would have carried it. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Uh, okay, so remember that this was, uh, like, there was a case, like, this wooden case, carved lacquer. It's got these, like, engravings uh, definitely indicated that this was of, of elvish design. And then inside was this beautiful, uh, a beautiful cloth um, that uh, was embroidered and stitched, like, just with even better precision than even Reza, who, when you were watching her, was quite adept at what she was doing. This is just the precision and the artistry of it was immense. But underneath all of that was the real prize, the real treasure, which in itself was this large and beautiful white pearl that just seemed to give off the faintest of light, like it was actually luminescent in some way. Um, You're not sure if that's really true or if you're just imagining it or if it's just sort of reflecting the sunlight or the moonlight in a a way that is, is brighter than you would have expected. And it seems like whenever you hold it, it kind of glistens and you can feel a warmth. Uh, maybe it's just a trick of the mind. Maybe it's not. But you feel kind of a warmth overtake you in your chest, like a this sort of calmness and serenity. And you also, every now and then, find yourself just kind of humming a tune that you're, you don't even really recognize it, but it just sort of gets caught in your head. Um but this is a uh, this is a wondrous item actually, and it's a it's a gem, specifically pearl. Its craftsmanship is clearly elven. Uh, there's no one around here. Or like I'm not, whether you show it to these people or not, it's kind of up to you. But there's no one around here that you would reckon would probably know the origins of this, since it's so specifically clearly elvish. Um, however, uh, you do over the course of a couple of weeks as you're messing with it, maybe when you're you know, working with, you know, you're kind of checking in on Floy and checking in his bandages, switching them out and helping him. You do, you do notice that whenever that pearl seems to be on your person and around, like he seems to have a better day. You know, he seems to have like his wounds just seem to sort of stitch together a little bit more clearly. The, the strange discoloration around the poison, uh, the poisoned wound just seems to retreat a little bit further than other days. And then as you and Gilly are going over and interviewing the people here about kind of ways to go and kind of learning about the lore of the area, uh, you find yourself just sort of focusing and understanding. And especially when they start describing like how to use the, the land itself to navigate just knowledge of different flora and fauna and weather and how, how that can help you. Uh, this has the effect of healing and lore. So what this means is much like the helm, Whenever you would roll a healing test or a lore test, in this case, either one of those, you would be able to get two d6s on that bonus die. Uh, And it also allows for a magical success. Uh, And a magical success is is an automatic success if you burn a hope point before rolling. You can say, I just automatically want to succeed. You burn a hope point and you automatically succeed. So that's a magical success. Uh, But you you have no idea about the specific origins of this. And... Rainil, you're smart enough and you've had enough experience with, with elves to know that it's possible they could probably tell you more about it should you encounter one. Very cool. Is this something that I can give to Gilly? Yes, in this case, yeah. Like you can anyone can take it, it doesn't matter. 
It's not one of those things where you can kind of trade it off over and over again. Like, okay, no, you, now no, you get to hear like this and then you get nights. Like, yeah, so no, and I, and I didn't want to, to sort of be stockpiling these things. So I would want Gilly to have it. You, this will help with, with lore. That would be lovely. I love reading. <laughs> She's just like <laughs> taking notes, sketching it and stuff in her book and whatnot. Yeah. It just kind of gives you like a Christmas and clarity of purpose. Like whenever you're reading through your notes, like like you're you, you find your mind drifting less readily. You find yourself not having to like reread passages as much. Like there's a clarity to your to you that you like you've had it before, but not with as much regularity. But it seems whenever this pearl is kind of on your person, you're just capable of like reading and sort of deciphering things with with a with a greater focus and a greater like expediency than than like it's like you're 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 constantly operating, it seems, at your best level, as opposed to like occasionally having those moments where you just your mind drifts and you have to reread this whole passage. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, so that is those are your two undertakings. Um, that's it. Uh, and so we'll say we montage a lot of these different scenes, and you know, eventually okay. Nadil. Before we, before we yeah, go on, go can I go back real quick? I realized yeah. I had some because uh, you had said earlier that I was spending a lot of time with the kids um, because uh, mm-hmm. Raisa kept giving me jobs with the kids. Yes, you were in the kindergarten class. <laughs> so I was wondering if I could. Um, lateral. That's good. Since I am swift, like I was wondering if maybe I could increase my enheartened skill by like doing some like races like with the kids. Um, if you have the skill point, do you have the skill points for it? I do. Yeah, because yeah. I had leftover skill points from last time, and so I, I do actually have enough. So I was wondering if I could, you know, just sort of like, just kind of do some races and just kind of have them like having yeah. fun while we're doing. The things like, yeah. while I'm stuck with the kids, let's have some fun and lift their. Definitely, spirits. you are. If you recall, they were not particularly fond of you in your people, <laughs> which they they were referring to you as a ranger, as less, less as a as a human, more specifically as a ranger of the north. Like, I can just tell from your your garb, your demeanor, um, that you are are clearly a ranger of the north, and. It's 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 a little harder going for you with some of the the people, at least the adults, than it was for Gilly, who there was kind of a curiosity uh, to her, right? And even Floy, they recognized, you know, Floy as a dwarf. And then when he came back injured, uh, they didn't have a whole lot of time to socialize with him, and they were just merely trying to help him. Uh, but you, it, it, it takes a little bit more doing. Uh, the children are certainly once when they're on their own, which they're not usually on their own around you. It seems like there's always adult kind of lingering, um, but when they're on their own around you, or even if they're just like a, you know, like Reza or or Uno or Nadil or even Barak are are busy with their tasks and they're not, you know, paying a hundred percent attention to the children and you when you're when you're in undergoing whatever tasks. Like you definitely start to win the kids over some more. And through the little races here and there, whether it's like racing, like by running or like racing to finish tasks or whatever it might be. And there's a lot of giggling and laughter. Um, and through this, through this uh, sort of befriending of the children, the adults soften a little bit more. Never get, never Barrack and Raisin, not so much either, but definitely you, you, by the time you all are packing up to leave, you feel like you've you sort of made friends almost with Nadil and Una, and they even at one point, you know, say that you are you're welcome back should you know should something 
befall you all. Um, <laughs> question in chat. Yes, yes, this required that's a, a potato beautiful, sack. Beautiful. It's a three-legged <laughs> race. You just start. That's what it is. You do a whole field day. Okay. So we montage all these scenes over the course of three weeks. You all recuperate as best you can. Um, I'm going to hand wave some of like the the endurance test because I'm because we're going to be having plenty of short rest and prolonged rest, so you can kind of reset to that. Um, but you pack up both beet and root, and you bid your farewells. The children are actually very upset to see you all leave. You can definitely tell that there's relief on the on the look of Reza. Barrack, you don't see at all. And uh, Nadil and Una kind of bid you farewell. And they also say, you know, like in a quiet moment, they pull you aside and they say, should you, should my son have, you know, I think I was doing like a, like, should my son, should you meet him in battle? Should he have escaped from the creature that had uh, attacked your dwarven friend? Should you see a man, a boy who looks like me, but younger? Mercy, if you might, please. At least give him an opportunity, perhaps, to... to settle the conflict with words, not with swords. And with that, they, um... Have our word. They bid you farewell. Maybe they even give you a couple basic rations and you guys are back to your journey. All right. Uh, I assume assume no changes to our our journey rolls. Yeah, same rolls. All right. So going to need a travel test uh, from old Floyd, I believe, as he is the guide. Oh, it feels good to be back on the road. Been in bed for so many weeks. Travel. We, you know, last Travel. time we, we got to go do some jogging around and, you know, build up our fellowship. But this time we were down one. It just didn't feel right to do. I, I did some I did some running, though. I don't know if you got to see. I think those kids are a little bit faster for our time together. That's good stuff. Looks like I haven't lost my wits, though. Extraordinary success. Good gracious. You guys are allowed to keep talking while I'm doing rolls. You know, you just, just keep. Oh, they just make us nervous. Stuff, you know, so you and know. we're just like, <laughs> just do, it, this is just standard stuff. There's, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just standard I stuff. I, I'm doing. I'm rolling in my my target, my events target, and I'm rolling in my journey events. That's all. And you guys get. You guys. Uh, you guys did take the plus one, right? Didn't you do the plus one too? Um, yes. The, yep. All right. So that's gonna be a thing. I mean, what is gonna plus be a, one? Uh, that's what the. That's what the story in figured yeah, What does plus one is. exactly mean, though? Like, it, plus one it means you get a plus one to the roll, meaning oh, like it's like a, a one. Uh, yeah, you literally get plus one to it. So uh, the the table uh, kind of goes up towards a certain number. And I will say this is actually a very, <laughs> right off the bat, it helps you all out. Okay. I need, uh, okay, lookout. Um, who's the lookout? Is that, is that Gilly? Is that, uh, what is that? It's awareness. Yeah, that's me. Okay, go for it. Oh, gosh. Uh, Mel, I'll take a dice. Okay. Uh, 
Um, I think wow. froze. Did it freeze for anybody 21. else? 21. 21. Uh, no, it didn't freeze. You froze. Okay. So you can see that's what ended up happening because of your plus one is that you guys got joyful sight. So I'm going to ask you all. Oh, um, cool. You can do this then. So you're like each one of the like on on my side like I like I have hexes on the GM side and each one of these hexes is like supposed to like twenty miles across or something like that. Actually, I have to roll again because you guys are in some uh, these rolls are ill favored. Oh, yeah, ig- ignore the joy the joy joyful sight. These rolls are ill favored. Okay, so we don't get hope. Got it. You do not get hope. I apologize. Okay. So I rolled a, all right. <laughs> so I'm doing a little roll. Um, the discussion in chat is that kids are natural sprinters and very dangerous over short distances. So I rolled athletics to see um, if they beat me or not. And they did because I was very bad at gathering squirrels and very bad at running apparently maybe you just don't want to beat the kids <laughs> you know that's what you <laughs> keep their hope up so you all you all are traveling for a bit and again what i was what i was going to say is that on the on my map i have hexes and on your map etc so like uh essentially you guys can move yourselves so if somebody i'm on a different map so if someone can control your your token i would appreciate it so you can kind of move it about an inch or so up um kind of up to like where that next ruin is almost. Uh, so each one of these hexes is roughly about 20 miles or so. They take rough or uh, they take about a day or more depending on the type of terrain. In this case, I'm treating these like hills, so it's taking a little bit longer uh, to pass by. And 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 if you recall, like the travel is very dreary. You know, you've got all of this mist and fog that pops up either during the morning or during the day. You have these deep and dark valleys. And so when you're traveling through them in the morning, you're just constantly moving through mist. When you get up to the tops of the hills and you look around, there's just sort of this forlorn feeling to the to the horizon. You see copses of trees here and there atop some of these these hills, but they're not they 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 don't present to you with this kind of uh this this inspirational sight as they look kind of crooked and somewhat barren and now that we're into autumn their leaves are, are kind of whatever what they had are, are kind of falling here and there and more often than not like you crinkle across these as you as you go and um at a certain point as you're um as you're moving through like uh, gilly you you're kind of looking out for potential dangers here and there and you you kind of crest over top of one of these hills and you can because you're you're so sort of small and slight of foot you 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 don't notice um actually no you passed didn't you um yeah i did pass yeah you notice like at the last second um you're able to just avoid falling into what looks like some small pit at the top of one of these these hills that had been covered with fallen broken branches and leaves you're not sure if this was done intentionally or if this was done accidentally or, or if this is just sort of a natural like erosion um but as as uh, as beats uh is sort of following behind uh you all like beaten root you um you have to like reach around and at the last second kind of grab uh, like the reins of of your of your ponies before they kind of go falling in, and unfortunately, one of them does kind of tumble inside. Um, you're able to sort of slow their descent ever so slightly. Your your stuff kind of goes scattered about, 
but you spend a significant portion of this afternoon to the point where you end up having to camp here, not just not just trying to like kind of collect your things, which start to like roll down and scatter down the hillside in different directions, but also to get uh, poor beat out of the out of this pit. Uh, and they are kind of hobbled for a little while, and you decide like maybe it's it's best to just leave root to uh, leave uh, leave beat to like off her feet for a bit, and maybe kind of unload the packs. And you kind of spend a little bit extra time on top of the roof. Uh, go ahead, and all of you take fatigue, two points of fatigue. Uh, and because you failed, you don't take the additional, so you're good. Mm-hmm. Now, as you're camping uh, this night, um, your awareness—you—you've you, got a great success on the awareness. Um, you do notice something as the sun completely sets, and as the sky gets dark, and the clouds overhead are so full that the sky and the moon aren't as as clear to you, and. You notice Gilly as everyone's settling down. Maybe Arineal is caring for for one of the ponies and Floy is still maybe resting and recovering from his injury. You, Gilly, you look over top of like one of your books with your little lantern next to it, kind of hooded and snuffed. And you notice that yours is not the only light that is visible. As perhaps a, a mile away atop of another hill, you see a faint light appear and you maybe hood your lantern just a little bit and as you look it almost looks like a campfire and it's at a distance and you didn't really see any travelers or anything like that as you were as you were coming but this is more sort of northwesternly um, but you see a campfire at least the light of one kind of glowing and flickering looks like uh, you know the light kind of dancing up to these crooked tree branches above that's kind of allowing the light to throw a little bit further what you guys like to do? Um, Gilly will kind of like nudge Floy and Arineal and like let them know what she saw. Um, and be like, we should probably sleep in shifts just in case they approach us, unless we want to go check it out. Or we could we could leave early in the morning and try and catch up and see who it is. Arineal will look over now. to Floy and just see. Do we want to try to get a little closer and take a look? It's, is it dark right now? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, definitely it's nighttime. nighttime. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if going up to something on the wild here is a good idea. Should probably be unknown to them as well. Put out any fires we have going. Okay. Definitely sleep in shifts as Gilly recommends. I guess I was hoping maybe it might be the dwarves that we were going to try to meet up with. Oh, they were running. Yeah, probably. I don't think meet up with them. <laughs> I don't think it's them. It's been a while. We took a detour, got yeah. injured, spent three weeks. No they're going to think you all like stood them up is what's going to happen now. I hope not. Now they're going to have revenge on you all. No, uh, it's its own thing, Tech. Uh, it's a completely different rule set. Um, I mean, obviously, like, they're all kind of, like, inspired to some degree by each other. But, yeah, the rule set is definitely different. Different companies, all that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so do you... Uh, someone mentioned, do you, do, you, do you snuff your own campfire out? Yeah, yeah. that's what I call them. Okay. 
Uh, and so if that's done, it gets very, very cold throughout the night then. Like, incredibly cold to the point where your bones are kind of feeling the aches uh, throughout the night. You're shivering, you're shaking, you're kind of squeezing to yourselves. As it's it's autumn now. Like, you guys spent, like, mm-hmm. the final weeks of summer. You're into autumn. You're in root. It's getting colder and colder by the day. Um, why doesn't everyone go ahead and we'll say make a... Um, uh, we'll say make a like athletics test just to see how like I, I, I guess athletics is probably the best because I feel like it's a strength thing like uh, how do you kind of keep yourself warm throughout the night or whether or not the the sort of the extra cold kind of weighs down on you more than you're anticipating success success okay. right on Gilly's yeah. cold Kelly, take an extra point of fatigue as as morning comes round and you just feel like just intense like aches and pains and your joints are hurting. You're you're far too young for this kind of for this kind of pain. Uh, and like you can like you have like no real feeling in your fingertips, uh, even if you have gloves or wrappings around them as you wake up. Um, when when morning does come like it's not like super bright light and there's again there's mist everywhere but you can look off to the hill and you see no one over there you don't see any anyone over there so maybe they got up before you and departed but you don't see any signs from again about a you know not quite a mile away like you don't see any signs of anybody awake on and moving about what do you guys want to do i definitely want to head in that direction and check out the campsite See if we can get any information about who may have been there. Okay. Um, so Reniel, you head over there. Floyd, Gilly, just the whole, just the whole crew go. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go along. Okay. So all of you go, and eventually you get to the other side, and you um, when you when you kind of get up to the top, you notice again there's a like this crooked, strange-looking tree, um, a couple boulders and stuff that are scattered about, um. Again, you, you see no immediate signs of any kind of camp. And, and, and there's no obvious, like, like, kind of discarded equipment or signs of, like, an old campfire. But if you'd like, you can roll some checks if you want to look a little bit more closely, if anybody uh, is interested. I think things like, you know, scan would probably be a good thing because it's like looking for something that's hidden or something that's not as obvious uh, or anything else you feel like would apply. Yeah, go ahead and scan the area. Yeah, go for it. Oh man, you're a roll. You are wow. rolling rocks tonight, man. Look at you. You get a Extra. you get three weeks night's sleep, and uh, <laughs> you just feeling like a whole new man. Classic long right there. I'll try explore. Okay. See if that works. And I'll say hold since since you did so well, Gilly. Why don't you hold off on your roll because I, I might introduce something that you might want to peek into a little bit more. Okay, Arrhenius is uh, not rolling yeah. well today. That's a, I saw an eye of Sauron on one of those. Okay, um, so yeah, Floyd, you're looking around and you are you are confident that there is no signs whatsoever of campfire. Like you don't see any evidence of any like kind of debris that's been burned no ash there's not even really a, a kind of a, a matting down dirty area everything is just sort of this kind of mossy turf uh it's like a it's got vegetate the whole the whole ground other than immediately underneath the tree where the roots are kind of breaking through is there ever any clearing of dirt 
and you know that that's likely what someone would probably do. They wouldn't just build a fire right on top of a bunch of like moss and shrubs and things like that. That's, um, you, I mean, you would conclude that there's no way that there was anyone camping here. But what you do notice though, um, is that there are a whole mess load of these small white flowers that are kind of growing all around the turf here and there. It doesn't seem like anyone's been camping here. No signs of fire. Killer, do you happen to know what these flowers mean? Yeah, I want to figure out what those are. Yeah, lore test is fine. Cool. Don't forget, if you're using the pearl, you can immediately apply it, actually, now. Ooh. Yeah, it's, so that's I have to spend a hope, though? No, that's if you want a magical success. That's if you want the automatic success. You get okay, two yeah. bonus die when you're when you're making a lore test. For the pearl. Okay, cool. For the pearl. Yeah, I am going to do that. Extraordinary success. Yeah, your hand just kind of, like, almost instinctively, like, kind of reaches in and, like, wherever it is you might be holding the pearl. In the, or are you keeping I've, it in its box? or So... Doing? She, the pearl itself is out of its box. She's got the box and stuff put away, okay. but she, inside her, her, uh, inside her shirt, uh, and then also with her, what is it? Her leather corslet that she has, mm-hmm. she's sewn it like a little pocket for it to be in. Okay. So it's yeah. close to like her chest. And almost just like a, like a, just like an instinctive thing, like, like me when I like kind of mess around with my beard or something like that, like you just kind of reach your hand up and, and you don't even notice like m- maybe a Rineal or Floyd does is you just start to kind of fiddle with it here and there as you're, as you're looking, you're like kind of kneel down and kind of, you know, sniff at ease and et cetera. And yeah, these, uh, hopefully I can, uh, I can pronounce this correctly. Uh, these, uh, these are what are called, uh, simbelmine, like, I'm sorry if I got that wrong, uh, but you also know that there's other names for it. With an extraordinary success, um, you would know that you've heard of other names for it, uh, like Evermind uh, as well. And you know that they are a type of flower that frequently grows on like graves and tombs and things like that. And they, they bloom throughout the whole se- throughout the year. There's not like a specific season where they, they emerge more than others. Uh, thank you so much, Stanley. Um, so Gilly will like pluck one off and she'll add it to her flower collection that's being pressed into her book okay and um she'll kind of step back away from where they're blooming and kind of like in reverence and respect to the dead and she'll let them know like you know usually these these grow atop graves let's see Probably shouldn't linger. Are these like the flowers that we saw uh, when we were um, at the ruins of Rudar? That is correct. Or, yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. Uh, no, that was. These are the flowers you saw over by Fornost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We definitely need to watch our backs because the last time we saw these, if, if these are the same. Uh, that was that was a bad day for us. Yeah, no, these just mark mark the dead. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what, Arunil, you can take a free lore test if you want as well, as you're the only one here who might have any idea about like elvish 
language stuff. I think we've established that with your background and friends. Bending one of those uh, bonus dice. Okay. I mean, it's just to get more info. I can't roll anything today, even with all the extra dice. You were terrible (laughs) at PE, terrible at at home ec, and you were terrible at your foreign language skills as well. Uh, You were just not not a school person. You know, school's not for everybody. It's fine. Nope. Not a radio. Yeah, not at all. Uh, Okay. So do you guys continue onward? Uh, Yeah. All right. Floyd, give me another travel test. Okay. Uh, you guys can go ahead and move yourselves up a bit more uh, to just a little bit under like the E and the L on the map uh, for Etnmores. Or E and the T, excuse me. I can spell. So you're not quite there. Almost. Um, okay. So, again, like these are numerous days that you're traveling at this point. You haven't run into any other groups during the day or night periodically you hear the sounds of like kind of far off wolves and stuff kind of howling in the distance uh more off more more than once over the next couple of days as you're traveling you again have that situation where like you're going to sleep and you see like a light appear on a nearby hill either to the west or to the south or you know it changes every night it seems but every night thereabouts like you just see what almost looks like a campfire and every morning sort of the same thing happens where you go and you see no signs of it whatsoever um and it's just the same thing as well that these white flowers just seem to be blooming you know usually within some kind of large sort of spread here and there these these huge blooms of them kind of groves um but at no point do you ever run into anyone Um, let me go ahead and hit my tables. Renil is so curious and knows that she is awful at stealth. Uh, go ahead and roll another awareness test, Gilly, as it's come up for you again. Okay. Can I get another dice ball? Yep. Uh, Gabe says we need to stay hydrated. Everyone, everyone take a shot. Ooh, failure. Dead already. Uh-oh. You failed? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. I hope not. Well, this would have been joyful sight, and you would have yeah. regained one hope. Dang it. <laughs> but... but sadly... Okay, just it's a big dummy. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. I love it. Okay, so... You're kind of continuing to journey, and at at a certain point, like you, um, you, Gilly, you're you're constantly kind of keeping an eye out for for more signs of these flowers, for more signs of you know any any sort of dangers that might be lurking. And at one point, like as you're as you're settling down in the evening, you you kind of look off, and as you're going to sleep, you see like in the distance. The, the way the moonlight is kind of coming down, the way it kind of maybe your eyes are just sort of growing foggy or whatever, you almost see like this, what looks like a like a, a home, 
like on the on the ridge of a hill. It, it gives you this sort of familiarity with some of the homes in like Staddle and around Bree and such, like homes clearly built by kind of hobbits. They have this kind of in the side of the hills sort of sense to it. And and like and maybe at night you go to you go to bed with a little bit of this this sort of this intense feeling of home uh, and you, you kind of feel a comfort to it. But in the morning, as, as you all pass, you notice that it's not actually a home. And when you cross and move towards the next hill, you see it is just an utterly destroyed and, and sort of decimated ruin of some sort of structure. Like, you're not exactly sure what the ruins are. There's nothing that really kind of gives it away. And you can see that those white flowers are kind of covering it all over the place. And instead of feeling... You know this this sort of hopefulness and warmth from it you instead kind of it kind of fades away as you realize that someone might have lived here at some point or maybe this 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 was used for something else but what you know of these flowers suggests that their fate was such that was probably fair, fairly negative and like any kind of sense of positivity sort of fades away uh, but the bright side is is that it's it's fairly simple travel and despite the fact that you're getting into the foothills now of the Etnmores and you can feel the elevation beginning to rise, but it's doing so in a, in a somewhat gentle way. Floyd, I need you to make another travel test. <laughs> this and we need to be hydrated for a third time. A third? What? A third. Got- yeah. Yeah. Third. We're getting Cheers. waterboarded. <laughs> wow. Uh, great success on that. Okay. Uh, this time... It's, you know what? I'm re-rolling this. It's been Ashley twice. I'm going to do a different one. Uh, who's doing Explore? Who's this? Who's the scout? Uh, that's Floy, right? You're the I hunter? I think so, yeah. All right, Floy. Uh, roll an Explore test. I am theoretically the hunter. You'll get it. <laughs> Success. Sorry, I'm getting like the weirdest like. Let's do that. Maybe that works. Sorry, I'm getting like a weird era on Foundry. No, no worries. I feel like this has become a very kind of drudgy kind of walk. Like, you know, we 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 like we like had that time and you know, like we learned some stuff and like had some fun and now it's just been like, you know, we had some pep in our step and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's worn off at this well and just seeing all of these flowers of these graves that we're walking Mm -hmm. past and then like the mist has settled into our clothes everything's damp you know yeah it's like you never quite dry out and you never quite like nothing seems to be going quite right it's yeah Sorry, I'm getting the weirdest error. It's like not letting me roll on my table. It's like fail to draw an available entry from table journey events table. Maximum iteration oh. received. Like what I this makes no oh. sense. Uh so I'm just gonna roll a D twelve. Hey Plus Pat. Three. Good to see hey, you. Hey Pat, what's going on? Uh all right. Um so once again, as you guys you guys are starting to climb atop the the the, the the foothills themselves and like 
there are numerous like as you're as you're kind of pathing by now like these craggy rocks are beginning to emerge everything's kind of turning like the landscape is becoming this sort of gray malaise here and there mist is rolling up and it seems to kind of just kind of climb up the slopes as well and it becomes this very very slow like you're saying like tr- you know trudging ground and multiple times you guys feel yourself just sort of slip and fall and you watch like Gilly tumble down a few steps and she has to kind of get herself back up dust herself off and climb Floyd the same thing and at a certain point you just feel your like your your wound just begin to sort of ache at times and that kind of slows you down your progress and it's then that you you look around and you realize someone's missing something you're you're looking around and 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 you realize like your your bed rolls like you're somewhere along the way they uh they kind of fell off your packs you look at the at root and you look at beat and you can see the straps on both of them have just kind of decayed the 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 sogginess from all the fog and the mist each morning has just made it that kind of imbued the the different strings and straps and like stuff just sort of swelled and eventually snapped and you realize you have to spend the whole day just going back and trudging and trudging and having to like re-pick up all of this. In the process of doing so though, you all, like as you're settling down for the evening and you're getting ready to, after you've finally gone back and collected your things, you you all hear what sort of sounds like, like the like heavy blast of this sort of like war horn or 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 something similar, like, in the distance somewhere. And it's like, you look around, like, it doesn't have the sounds of, like, say, like an orcish war horn, and it's very faint, and it's very kind of foggy. And then you hear, like, this, like, thundering, like, thundering to the earth, and the earth kind of begins to shake beneath you. Like, you look at your cups where you're keeping your tea or your water, and it's doing the classic Jurassic Park vibration rumble. You can see that your your ponies are beginning to get a little bit unnerved. You can see rocks are now beginning to occasionally trickle down the slopes. And then you hear what sounds just like like thunderous hooves of horses, like like the 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 strongest horse you can imagine just galloping, and then it's echoed by another, and then another, and then another, and then another. And you look around in every single direction, and you look for any signs whatsoever of this you think pack of horses, and then finally you see like this massive just mist, just a wave just sweeping down the foothills and across, and you can see that just the way the kind of the cloud and the mist is moving almost these shapes of like of horses themselves are coming and it sweeps through and around your camp you can see your horses or your ponies themselves are like ripping away at like the leads that you have tied to different boulders and rocks i need all of you to go ahead and make a make a valor test uh anybody want any well take one what is Valor test again? Uh, it's just Valor. the Valor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Click on Valor, man. You ask that every time, like Valor. <laughs> every single time. Oh my gosh. I cannot pass anything tonight. Good. Good. Fair idea. Uh, I got a great success. Okay. 
everybody but Gilly. Uh, so the so Arenio Floyd, go ahead and take a point of shadow as you see swarming around and through and over your camp. You see what looks like these empty spirits of man and horse, just these tattered banners that seem to be almost kind of glistening with like this glowing mist. This is sort of sweeping left and right. You hear sort of distant shouts of people like yelling commands. You hear, you suddenly start to hear the tink, 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 tink of weapons kind of crossing. And, and you see no signs of sort of anything physical. You start sweeping around like with your, your torches or stuff like that, like with your, the history you have with, with undead, but nothing really seems to, uh, to really, to really react to you. And this goes on for, for like, you're like caught within the middle of some kind of battle on the slopes of a mountain for, I mean, an hour, maybe more. And eventually, like, the trembling begins to fade. The sounds begin to fade. The war horn blasts start to go away. And when you look around, your entire camp has been utterly and unequivocally trampled. All of your stuff is broken. It's damaged it, 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 as if a real live stampede of horses has kind of come through nothing is broken beyond repair of course but the next day you find yourselves having not much slept at all you find yourselves having have to have to expend all this extra energy and time as once again like the sort of ghosts of the past are, are, are kind of haunting you each time um go ahead and everyone go ahead and take two points of fatigue The good news, despite this extra time that you have to spend, is that you have finally, uh, you don't even have to roll this next time, Flo, you've finally reached your destination. You have reached what you are clearly is the sort of the foothills, the southwestern foothills of Mount Grom. Now, as you're climbing, it they, they stop becoming foothills and they start becoming proper mountains. And you are you're like kind of searching for any signs of like well-worn like animal paths. And you see like a, a mountain ram here or there, and you try as best you can to navigate the same paths it's taking. You see eagles periodically swooping around high overhead. But overall, like the whole place gives this sort of sad feel to it. Like everything's gray and sort of desaturated there's cold winds that are sweeping down it it feels like winter here like there's sunlight that never seems to get through this massive fog everything that you've gone through as you've trugged through the the hills of rudar is like amplified even more now and like the as you as you continue to climb up the the slopes of this mountain you can see that there's this some sort of sparse like hardy vegetation and sort of foliage around but there's again not a whole lot of color, and it, it it you find yourself like whipping out and pulling out your all of your 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 winter clothing. Um, but you look and you you stare up from from your readings and your descriptions of the mountain itself, the peak. You can see off to the east as the Ettenmoors kind of sweep easternly and southeasternly, but you see that kind of northwesternly mountain, the peak along the range, and you all have have reached your destination. What would you like to do? I, I, I don't even feel any joy at getting here. I mean, usually if I have somewhere to go and I get there, I'm happy to have arrived. But this was the worst bit of travel I've ever done, I think. 
It's a dark and dreadful place. Over. I think, I think we knew that coming up here. It's one thing to know it in your mind, and it's another thing to walk through it and freeze and be cold and damp and Brad, it, it's, ho it's hopeful thinking, but we did plan to meet up with Thorin. We did have this necklace, and so she, you know, she's been, you know, it's kind of the only thing that she's had is, you know, sort of um, Talendil's daughter's necklace that she's mm -hmm. had around her neck that we need to find the tree to hang this on. Uh, sure. Um, it's not a tree. Uh, you were looking for a ruined tower. That's right. That's right. A tower. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we are actually, you, so the journey phase is over. So let's do like the closing journey phase stuff. So I always for, I forgot to do this last time. So at the end of a journey phase, we uh, assess how much the, how much of that fatigue sticks is essentially what's happening. So let me pull those rules back up. Sorry, I had a reload. I'm getting weird errors on Foundry right now. Um, so okay, folks so have mounts, you subtract the mounts vigor from your current fatigue total. And then everyone makes a travel test. So everyone make a travel test. All right, I'm going to take one of these because I would like to pass a roll today. And then for each six, so if you succeed, it reduces fatigue by one. And then each additional success, success icon, I mean, you can get rid of another point of fatigue. So Arrhenio got a great success. Okay, so you should be able to get rid of two points of fatigue. Floy, Floy and Gilly, both of your yours mm -hmm. sticks. Ooh. So you, you're still feeling okay. it. So Arrhenio, you, you know, your ranger background probably helps you a bit. Uh, and so you can go ahead and record it. Like it's like, so it's, it, like I guess it sticks. Okay. Okay. Finally. And you'll you can recover that at one point of fatigue per prolonged rest you take in a sheltered and safe refuge. So you want to look for this keep you said, right? Yes. All yeah. right. How would you like to go about doing that? Sorry, sort of to RP that. I feel like you know, kind of fully reminded, you know, that we have things to do, and I think that helped Arrhenil to remember that she's got the necklace and kind of got mm -hmm. somewhere to go. Um, Arrhenial always likes to kind of try to get, I don't know if it's going to work here, but kind of try to get a high ground. So try to find like a tree or something to kind of scale yeah, up. You're, um, you're, you're on a mountain and there's not yeah. really many trees okay. around. So like you, you like to get height, it's really just kind of climbing up higher is basically okay. so that's what a, could yeah. potentially work for you. Uh, okay. So we're all, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and roll like an athletics to start kind of client, like kind of looking for potential cliffs or ledges that you might be able to get, you know, a decent sight line at. So go ahead and roll athletics as you, as you try to climb up, uh, in a somewhat more treacherous, less gradual climb. Like you're just doing almost like a, like a vertical climb up the side of a, of a mountain to a top of a cliff here or there. Or and to I'm going to spend a hope point to say that I'm doing this swiftly. Okay. So that'll get me two. Extra 32, extraordinary so success. 
Floy and Gilly, uh, as you all are, I mean, the two of you are kind of a little exhausted. You're here. You're kind of, uh, you know, maybe you're even like you're doing the classic thing of like kind of getting ready for Elevensies and like Arineal just kind of, you just watch as she just parkours up the side of uh, what looks like a, a relatively vertical climb. Um, a lot of this mount, it's not like just one general slope, but there's a lot of these these like kind of vertical leaps. There's these gullies, there's these like long ravines. More than more than once, you nearly fall down a few, and maybe you lose like your lunch down one at some point. Uh, but you watch as a renewal just climbs what almost is like about a fifty foot climb, and she just swoops on up there. Um, and eventually, you get up a renewal, and you're kind of scoping around, and you're looking along kind of the sort of the southwestern side of the slope near or as best you can not everything is completely visible but you can you get a good look go ahead and roll um what awareness probably or something else if you prefer okay um i will take one of our fellowship to okay. roll that at advantage so we're at four oh gosh that's a failure okay yeah, you look around and you don't see any signs of a of a, any kind of clear ruins. Um, it, it was described to you as a ruined tower, like a like a formerly like a watchtower of some kind or, or like a lookout post, and and you don't see anything that would resemble that, even one that has been taken down to ruin. You do catch sight of what looks like like you 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 probably think that you have to sort of swoop around more to the western slopes like you're still a little bit kind of bearing on the southern side of the mountain and it might take an extra day or so to kind of swoop around but as you're looking you do notice that there are some ravines here and there these like kind of cuts into the mountain that might be shortcuts and so you think you pick up what might be like a, a shorter route through uh through the as a sort of like this rocky ravine that might take you like more quickly to the western side rather than having to backtrack down the fountain you know, the foothills and like swoop all the way around for an extra day or two's worth of travel so at the, at the very least you see that but you don't see anything that suggests and you also don't see any signs of like cloth you know f- fluttering as a sign from Thor. no colorful leaving. tarp no colorful tarp. that too no sorry but that's uh yeah that's all you find is a potential like mountain pass that might be a, a shortcut and so I'd like to think she goes back down just as swiftly as she came up to rejoin Gilly and There's, Floy. You, you could do it even swifter if you just jump. Well, no. <laughs> okay. That's fine. So yeah, she rejoined you all and that's what she learned. I th- I think I think there's a way that we can we can cut through. We need to make sure that we find a good place to hang our hang our tarp as well. Like lead the way. Or west. <laughs> Just rolling it. Okay. Um you start now you you have been warned that these are sort of dangerous area, right? You've been warned mm-hmm. of trolls, mm-hmm. you've been warned of orcs, you've been warned of goblins, like so as you're as, so I, I'm just kinda this isn't so much like a, a journey roll, so just I, I keep thinking of like there's this Pathfinder second edition rule I really like. It's just like as you're exploring, like what is it your character is like doing like in the time? Like are you looking for a careful, you know, careful path? Are you keeping an eye out for danger? Like like what is it you're doing as you're continuing to exp- like kind of move through this mountain pass? Like what is everyone's focus paid attention to as you as you journey in this dangerous area? Uh, Floyd will be looking for like possible ambush points maybe there's 
people hidden okay. behind some trees, mountain parts. It sounds like an awareness for for uh, for Floy. Uh, Gilly, what what are you doing as this is happening? She'll probably keep a lookout for uh, like hints of like the dwarves. Okay. Or just like yeah. general signs of life. Okay. Uh, awareness or scan, whichever okay. you prefer, dealer's choice or uh, player's choice. Uh, an arenial, are you just kind of leading them through? Yeah, I was thinking that I wanted to, you know, kind of be mindful of footing. So I'm, um, you know, trying to make sure that we're, you know, kind of helping the horses, the ponies move through and kind of helping us through. So like my eyes are definitely kind of down, um, you know, kind of that when you're, you know, on a hike or something, it's like, oh, look out for that. Or, you know, kind of making sure that nobody is like kind of losing their footing as their eyes are up looking for other things. She's kind of making uh, sure we've got good footing. Maybe like an explorer. You can do awareness too, if you want. Like either one of those is probably fine. Okay. All right. Everyone go ahead and roll. We'll see how this works. We've got uh, three D6s left, and we've got four Fellowship left, if anybody wants it. Uh, I'll take a D6. Okay. Some Inspired Hope with my Wary trait. Yes, that that sounds perfect, yeah. So you're tapping into one of your distinctive features. I'm going to take a Fellowship to get favored. Okay. success okay everyone straight across success all of you ended up just rolling awareness oh, that's no fun guys shift switch it up jeez uh okay oh, oops like, <laughs> um okay so more than once like definitely the footing issue is is a serious problem especially as you start going further and further into this this mountain pass which you're certain Rineal is a shortcut you're certain this is going to take you to the western side of the mountain more quickly than if you were to just sort of sweep around the southern the southern edges however you also notice that there's tons of these like small caves that sort of shift off into the you know kind of almost going tunneling down into the mountain or or kind of these ledges on the sides of the pass here and there where there's openings from time to time and it starts to give you kind of a little bit of a, a nervousness to it more than once you see movement but as you as you look up you notice that most of it seems to be these like eagles that just sort of swoop down and even hear like a sound from time to time um but more often or more often than not like like you just feel the dribbling of like dirt or rocks um floy since you're using your wary trait you're the first to hear this but shortly thereafter all of you hear it as well like and maybe floy is is someone out in front but you hear and you hear it kind of echoing down from like further inward this path and as you peek ahead, Floyd, you look and you see a fire, uh, like this like kind of crude fire pit. You can tell that as the pass continues to go deeper and deeper, you can see that ledges of the like of the mountain itself kind of almost begins to fold over top of it to the point where like it's just almost dark in this pass. And you're just kind of going through the like like no real sunlight is getting in here between the fog between the kind of the the cloud cover and then now between the mountain just sort of swooping over top of it like it's a very very dark it's like you're you're it's like nighttime down here and then you see the flickering fire and you hear do 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 boom 
And you see uh, a figure up ahead, Floy, that seems to be laboring at some kind of cook pot. And you recognize this as a troll of some kind. And they're kind of up on a ledge off on the northern side of the pass. They haven't noticed the three of you yet as you've been able to keep at a distance and none of you have yet kind of struck a match or a torch or a lantern as you're just now kind of getting into this dark passageway. Um, But you can see kind of flickering up ahead uh, the light and what is clearly a troll from the light that's coming from the fire. What do you guys want to do? Got a troll up ahead. Maybe it's best to go around him. This is home. There's territory advantage. Don't know if there's more of them. You know for sure from what you've heard that this is this like between Mount Grom and the Etmores, mm-hmm. trolls are common on these mountains. Got it, okay. We need to take a, a wide berth. Is there inside this area, is it like able for us to make a wide berth or should we go back yeah. and uh, down and around? So you could potentially, so I get, I would say probably the three options you have are you can try and sneak past in the darkness. Uh, you can try to kind of climb over top and kind of go up and over the pass. Um, uh-huh. uh, or you can kind of backtrack and just sort of take the really long route and around, like kind of go, go back eastward and then turn back south and then swoop all there. And that would take the longest amount of time. Uh, climbing up would be somewhat treacherous as it means kind of bringing the ponies a little bit further up, but it would also, you would be able to continue to use the shortcut. And then there's the danger of trying to sneak past in the darkness, um, this sort of narrow mountain pass. And so those are probably the three options in front of you, but I'm open to other ideas if you if you all can think of one. Arrhenio would say we could, we could totally take the higher elevation. Jilly would prefer to sneak. I also would like to sneak. Oh, definitely. I, I was assuming we were sneaking. Just okay. the. Well, I meant like Once like sneaking. Through yeah, through the dark. I think that's what they meant. Is that what you yeah. guys meant? Trying to yeah, take the, use the darkness as cover. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of climbing over. Yeah. I mean, if it leads the same way, you could take the top way. I split the party. <laughs> no. <laughs> I meant. I meant. Yeah, split the party. That sounds like a good idea. That's pretty clever. Oh well. Go the way you two want to go. Okay. Arunil did such a good job climbing to the top earlier. She's like, I've totally got this. But yeah, I got tiny legs. Okay, you can't expect that from me. <laughs> Do you bring the ponies with you in your attempt to sneak through the darkened mountain pass by the stroll? Oh no, I don't know. What What do you guys think? Can't leave them behind. Yeah. I can gonna... I can guarantee if you left them behind, you're never seeing them ponies again. <laughs> we we know yeah. we know the fate of horses in our adventuring. Okay, so since you guys are sneaking, um, uh, everyone go ahead and roll. Everyone's gonna roll for for stealth. Uh, two people, and I don't care who, uh, are gonna have to take a, a penalty, a penalty die, as you're gonna be. There's gonna be two because you have two ponies, and so two people are going to have to be leading them and kind of keeping them quiet. And so whoever's doing mm-hmm. that will take a, a penalty die. So there should be two people of the three that's going to be taking a penalty die. Yeah. Arrhenial doesn't have a pony. So I don't know if that's how this is working. <laughs> that's just a minus D6. Yeah, it's a minus D6. Okay. 
All right, Hold go on. ahead. So move. I have the art of disappearing. Um, so hobbits are said to have little or no magic about them, but the way that they choose to disappear quickly and quietly can be described as others as only a supernatural. Um, da, da, da. So if a location or a situation offers even the smallest opportunity to hide or sneak silently away, make a stealth roll. Um, if I get one or more success icon, I can spend one to simply just kind of disappear. Okay, I'm I'm just keeping that I mean, in my you, you, It's just a benefit you get from. You still have to roll this. You still have to roll the test. Yes. Yeah. I so. know. I'm still rolling. I just I wanted to remember. You're yeah. good at this. Yeah. Hopefully. The one the one the one weird kind of complication with that is that if you're leading a pony, like you might disappear, but your but your my pony, pony isn't going to yeah. disappear. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like that pony's just being led by an invisible creature. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. So yeah, go ahead and roll. Two d6s and three fellowship left. Uh, my thing's already favored, so if I could get a d6. Well, you anything? To, to negate my negative d6. Yeah, I'll take the d6 to negate as well. All right, we are all out of d6s, so I'll take a fellowship to make it favored. Oh, just passed. Wow, Ashley. Oh my god. All right. Uh, Up to Arineal now. Oh no, no. That's like, I cannot roll today. So, as you guys are, are moving through this darkened mountain, mountain pass, and like there's a lot of undulation in the rock here and there, and you're trying to be as very, very careful. And you're like in, in Floy and Gilly, you're like you're lingering back probably a little bit further than Arineal because you got the ponies to get to, to and like you turn around, and, you know, kind of pet them here and there. You can tell they get nervous because they're literally going into essentially darkness with a little bit of a flickering light in this sound of like a of a troll smashing and almost humming something while he smashes, right? And Arineal, you get a little bit further ahead and Floy and Gilly, you you lose sight of her uh, because as the further you go in, kind of the only light that really kind of starts to blend around is is the light that's giving out by the fire. And so there's a little bit of time between when you enter into this pass and where the fire really kind of comes out and covers the rocky terrain, and you lose sight of her for a moment. And I mean, part of you probably think that's a good thing, right? And then you hear it, you hear just the stumbling and the cacophony of these different sounds of metal weapons and tools and equipment and snowshoes that just go slapping down. As a renewal, you are moving up and you're trying to climb up and over this sort of grouping of, of these, these rocks and you just slip and you fall and you tumble and immediately you hear And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pull you guys onto a map as Arineal, as you're falling down onto the ground, yeah, you see the troll over by the uh, uh, over by that cook pot, Grrr! and you see Whoa, hungry, and just kind of throws a, a bone in your direction. So uh, let's yeah, let's go to a map. Oh, um, this is bad. Could have gotten past it. Very it bad. Easily could have gotten past. Not it. with my rules today. I'm not. So let me just. <laughs> Do very much. Move this up a little bit. All right, there we go. Let me pull you over. All right. At least I have plus two protection now. 
my leather shirt. Sure. Let me go ahead and pour. All right. You so gave the troll stinky flies on his token. I don't know what that's. Hide are. a detail. You're seeing things. You're seeing things, Ashley. I think that's actually dirt just kind of fluttering about. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to go ahead and put all of you in a um, combat state. I'm going to say because, Arenial, you failed and stumbled, uh, I'm going to say you lose your opening volley. Uh, but. Sure. Uh, so I'm gonna say you like you've stumbled down to the ground and you're kind of recovering mm-hmm. and you were almost making it to the edge and you were kind of trying to climb over top of you know that kind of instead of sort of sneaking around and the two of you uh, Gilly and Flo you're a little bit further back with your with your ponies and you were trying to sort of catch up a little bit and you were just coming to the edge of where that the, the kind of fire was. And uh, yeah, so Floy and Gilly, the two of you, if you want to do something, you can have your opening volley now. Nice. I'll just chuck a spear in this direction. Okay, so from the darkness, you're going to chuck a spear in its direction. Uh, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Ariel's very silently hurt and trying to, like, just ah. flies past them. Yeah, the moment that. Ball. Gilly realizes that Arenial's like cover has been blown. She's yeah. like, "Oh no!" And she, the the troll the troll definitely goes more meat and kind of starts uh, looking like throws a bone in the direction of Arenial and kind of like smashes it against the the rock right near your head and it explodes. Uh, Floy, you quickly try to chuck a spear a spear up at the troll. And it, it it misses. It's sort of a tight shot, and you still like the the light is a little tricky on your eyes from where you're at. And then Gilly, right next to him, you do this sort of the same thing. Uh, I actually think so, I got like bumped by the horse that was next, <laughs> that I was leading, and like that yeah. totally throws off my shot. All right, so that is the end of opening volley. No hits anywhere. Uh, let's do stances. Uh, how we doing? What are you guys thinking? Uh, I'd like to be ranged. Uh, it won't let forward. me change it. Uh, you should be able to, because uh, that was that issue only should happen if you're not. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I think maybe because I was an opening volley. Uh, well, yeah, you're not an opening volley anymore. I, I, yeah. I trigger it. That, that's what happened last time. Is like I wasn't moving okay. the combat forward. Um, okay. Uh, so Arenio and Gilly, set your stances. Arenio, what do you got? Oh, what do I want to do? I'll do. I'll do open. Okay. That's gonna be some bold flavor. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna tell you that this thing, because it really saw Arineal, and because neither of you actually hit it, it's just gonna kind of charge and engage with Arineal. I think. Um. So let's go ahead and sort of say that in terms of engaging, this thing's going to stomp down the rocks in the direction of where Arrhenio had fallen and catch right up to you as you're just standing up from it. Uh, And so that's where you're at. Gilly and Floyd, because you're a little bit further back, uh, you're probably going to end up having to spend like your main action to sort of charge in. Floyd, I should say. Gilly, you're probably still fine. But Floy, you're probably gonna have to spend your first action of combat kind of, actually no, because opening volley suggests you're closing the distance. So if we say like you moved up a couple steps and then fired, 
we can say now you can probably kind of close the distance on your first um, on your first round. Uh, so Floy, you go charging in, and you hear the troll. Uh, but go ahead and uh, roll your attack, Floy. Yeah, bring up my axe, two-handed. Oh. Start off with Gandalf with the extraordinary. Okay. Wow. Uh, double heavy blows here. Okay. Oh, goodness. For 21 damage. 21 oh points of damage. Oh, my well. Okay. It's been a while uh, since I've had to roll. He said, it's, he said it's a piercing blow, so I got to roll protection. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, I'm just seeing if I have anything to help with piercing blows. I do not. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, troll is wounded, uh, but it's not going to go down yet, actually. Um, so it is takes one wound. Oh, goodness. And what was the total damage? 21? 21 damage. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> okay. So that's holding it. It's still up. Uh, but yeah, you come like just leaping off of this ledge in the mountain pass. Like he might not doesn't see you until you like, you're like as you're doing the classic Floy flying through the air technique and it turns to the last second and it smashes itself right on top of you. Uh, okay, uh, Arineal, it's your turn. Okay, so Arineal is, you know, kind of is coming more from the kind of like, you know, fell on her ass, is kind of, you know, wind knocked out of her. So she's kind of coming more in sort of like an upward motion as she's standing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is going to uh, use her keen sword, keen short sword to try to uh, attack this. Um, Stab him. Oh, goodness. Oh, that's no good. Sorry, I'm just like, I have like a really nice ability, but I can't even, it's like it's totally made moot at this point because of Floyd. Oh, goodness. Oh, oh gosh. Because uh, cause of Floyd just getting the wound off right off the bat. That sucks. Uh, go ahead, Renew. Sorry, it's not. Um... Target it. Oh, yeah, that's. Okay. Double click. Uh, okay, I, I am targeting it, and now I gotta come over here. the keyboard shortcut as well. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. All right. So I got a success. It's a keen sword short, and I rolled a ten. <laughs> okay, so I need to. <laughs> blow. You guys might kill this thing before it even gets a chance. Oh goodness. And that's exactly what you guys <gasps> do as it oh, fails its protection roll. And oh my gosh. I can't do anything about it. Yeah, uh, describe how you how like the two of you figure this out. How you just how you just just destroy this thing because it it could take two wounds effectively. Uh, oh my god! Uh, how how does this look? So describe it to us. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I didn't even yeah, get so Floyd, I just kept charging out of the darkness. It's been months. I've had tr- taken out a trill. I just kept <laughs> charging with my axe, just all fury, and do a bunch of slashes on his legs. And Arineal just, you know, kind of comes, you know, shoot just really like an upward stab. And so like this is much more kind of like center mass gut sort of mm-hmm. um, kind of like an underhanded um, yeah. strike. 
Floy comes flying through the air and it kind of reaches up. And then like you just you manage to avoid it as like you're leaping through the darkness, Floy. And then you get down, you like tumble, roll on the ground, slash at its leg. It's like dwarf reaches down for you. And as it's reaching down, Arenal, you just take that upward motion. And like between the two of you, just like a hundred cuts right off the bat. And like in the blink of an eye, this troll just just flops to the ground as you both score two brutal wounds uh, that will take it out. Only because they were wounds, by the way. That was the only mm-hmm. reason it was mm-hmm. dead because it still had plenty of uh, plenty of endurance. But because oh of gosh. because of the wounds, you two just killed it. My gosh. That's Gilly crazy. like wanders up after she hears it fall with just Dear like the God, horses. <laughs> yeah, all you those bad out. rolls before have you you earned you they turned around this time. <laughs> there you go. So what are the cool things that it could have done if we hadn't killed it? I'm not going to tell you that. There's a whole mouthful of these things. There are other trolls. This this ain't the last one we're going to run into. Uh, Gilly, go ahead and roll an awareness test. Okay. Wow. That is is, fantastic. You guys just beat the crap out of this troll. Yeah, you're right, Rod. That's how it goes. It's all good, but good for them. Got to be a fan of the players. Automatic success. I don't want to be, but I'm (laughs) good. Hey, we're friends. (laughs) We are friends. Best friends. Uh, You hear, uh, as like the troll that you just killed, like like was screaming like more for dinner. All making all these noise. It's not being silent, and it's echoing throughout the mountain pass. You hear behind you, Gilly. You hear the sounds of what. What'd you say? And you hear something moving about in the darkness behind you. And you hear the sounds of footsteps. You're pretty sure there's another troll back there down in one of these kind of caves that shifts down into like, what you say? Uh, it's not immediately on you, uh, but it's kind of up to you what you want to do. Like, so you have, like, you could, you could conceivably uh-huh. just get the hell out of Dodge. You could set an ambush. Like, it's kind of up to you guys what you want to do. <laughs> I think we just hurry out of here. Yeah. And our blessings. Okay, just, okay so if you guys just want to hurry and go, then it's totally because you killed it so fast, no rolls necessary. You guys grab your grab your, your ponies and you just go. And it's maybe like a hundred yards like further into the pass. You hear like, No, what happened to you? And then it's just like, oh, meat. And then uh and that's like the last you hear as like you guys managed to, oh. to, to leave this uh, leave this pass. That was pretty amazing. That, Two oh wounds right off the bat. That's that uh, roll Floyd. Those things those things get to attack twice. I have like a fun little endurance thing I can do. Like there's lots of little well, things. We remember they attack twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to split it up. I was going to give one to each of them. It was only fair. You know, and it's like, uh, they do, like, trolls do get, like, um, what's it called? Uh, favored when they attack, uh, uh, when they attack dwarves, though. Dwarves. It's kind of like a, a hated, a hated note. Because we fought a troll, actually. Yeah. We fought a troll in the yeah. spot. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 That was like the first, that was our first combat, right? And I that actually, was, I, yeah. I, I played it incorrectly. I screwed a couple things up, but, like, it's oh, fine. No. Uh, it wasn't anything like too serious. You guys, you guys did fine. Because um, I think I wasn't rolling certain things at, at, at favor. All right. Anyway, you guys managed to to bypass uh, this 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 mountain pass, uh, and you you know it's maybe about a more another hour or so before you finally emerge uh, from the darkness. Um, 
And as you do a renewal, you notice uh, probably about a mile and a half off to the west, you see what would best be described as a, a ruined tower. Uh, and it's you can tell that it, it like it doesn't have a whole lot of height to it anymore. But from where you're at, which is a little bit further up, because you guys kind of climbed a bit, and now you're looking down about a mile, mile and a half away to the west, uh, a little bit further down, a very treacherous-looking slope. Uh, you can see what looks like a fairly flat edifice, and from it, you can see this tower. Uh, the ruins of a tower have have emerged. Um, what would you guys like to do? God, that was awesome. <laughs> that was this is awesome. We're in combat. We're out of combat. <laughs> yep. I don't know why I made a map for that. I didn't actually make that map. That was a found map. Uh, you guys want uh, to so Aridial's going to, um, you know, because we've been kind of moving away fairly swiftly and quietly. And so she's just going to, um, you know, just kind of tap both of them and, you know, just point over. And, um, you know, see she kind of rubs her, um, the necklace that she's got. Yeah, because we were told to find the ruins, hang the necklace up, and then don't Wait. camp at the ruins, but to correct. camp somewhere nearby, like exactly a safe Exactly correct. Yes, yeah. good memory. Good notes. Okay. Um, so yeah, you you yeah, but you, you so you see that you see the, the ruins. Uh it's a treacherous decline down the slope, uh, but none that you probably can't handle at this point. Um and by the time you get down there, it's you can tell it's nearing sunset between moving about when you first arrive, between climbing up and looking for a vision, between going through the mountain pass and the trolls and stuff like that. It's it's been a while. And the days seem shorter because of the time of the year, but they also seem shorter just just the gray nature of the area. Um, but you're able to to arrive at the tower before before sunset is is concluded. Um, when you get there, like. You can see that the tower itself is like, it's again, like this kind of flat, rocky edifice. And as you get closer, you realize it's kind of extended sort of away from the slope on like a a kind of a flat extension to the point where it almost looks like it's sitting kind of atop of a cliff that that overlooks the continued sloping downward uh, of the mountain itself. Um, It looks also like there is like this this mountain stream that's kind of cutting around the northern side of it and sort of sweeping a bit and kind of weaving. Um, you can even hear the sort of faint sounds of, of water kind of moving. When you look down, it looks very icy, very cold. Um, you can even see like what looks like buildup of some little ice particles here and there as you can feel. Again, it feels like winter. Um, it looks like there was likely some kind of stair that possibly like led up into it. And then it almost looks like there was a walkway from where the, the tower actually was to that stair. The walkway still seems to be intact, but like the actual stair that would like kind of reach down and there's the signs of what looks like some old cobblestones here and there as if like this particular area was, was, wasn't like a, like a civilization or anything, but like this was like an established outpost. Um, what do you guys want to do? Maybe I'll skin around, see if thing, anything is lingering in the area. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, awareness is is good. Skin, see, awareness is I I'm I think of awareness as like keeping an eye out for danger. 
I think of scan as looking for hidden things. That's kind mm-hmm. of how I think that's how it's written, but that's how it is in my head. If I'm wrong, you can correct yeah. me. Of course. No, awareness is kind of more passive and scan is active. Scan is like actively looking for something mm-hmm. that's hidden. Awareness is sort of just kind of keeping your eyes peeled for, for potential dangers or issues. Um, okay. What oh. do uh, so so Floyd's looking around for 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 dangers. Um, Gilly, Arenio, what are you doing? You can see you can you can. There's there's even though the stair has kind of crumbled, like there's still an incline that kind of moves up towards the path itself, and then you can easily kind of like cross over and into the tower. It doesn't look too difficult to climb up there or anything like that. It wouldn't require a roll or anything. Yeah, Gilly will if Arenio's going up to hang up the thing, she'll go with her because. Any like ancient ruin place, Gilly doesn't think we should go alone. Okay, fair enough. All right, so you can see it kind of like you have to like, almost kind of go underneath this broken path, like it's almost like an overhang. And you swirl around and you climb up the other side, and then you walk across this sort of stone walkway, and eventually you make it inside. Um, and inside the ruin, there's there's not a whole lot here. Uh, there definitely looks like signs of old camps, but nothing at all recent no signs of recent fire or something like that but you can tell somebody in the past is like they made camp here you can see what definitely looks like long sort of eroded uh like bed rolls and things like that and wood that has been that kind of turned ash here and there and swept around from the wind there's no roof anymore you don't and it looks like there's a like a broken wooden stair that was likely going up to a second level but the stone walls have collapsed and it's definitely not possible anymore. You definitely see bones as well. It's hard to tell exactly what from you imagine you know, maybe animals are here or there. There's looks like several like long rusted weapons and tools and these broken uh, bits of, uh, of, of old crates or barrels or some kind as well. Similar kind of in some cases turned to ash or, or, or just blackened. Um, and you also notice there's a bunch of like these erratic carvings here and there on some of the stone walls. And so you see like little things kind of carved and sketched in almost like graffiti in some way, like these these messages. Um, Rineal, you can make a make a riddle test and you can do this. If you can do this favored. Oh, riddle, you say? Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. So it's like uh, it's like thieves can't, but you know, for rangers. Okay. But it's old and kind of difficult to discern. Uh yeah. Oh, no. That's yeah. An Eye of Sauron. It's okay. I mean, you can't you can't discern anything more specifically than they just seem like warnings. Uh, like that. That's it. It just seems like 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 warnings to from one person to the next. Like. There might have been more specific things in there, but maybe the stone is kind of worn away and you've lost some of it and you haven't actually really engaged in this kind of sort of uh, communication recently. You've been working so much with Floyd and Gilly, so maybe you've kind of lost your edge a bit. But you, you can make it's, – it's enough to make out warnings like there's trolls and wargs and, and orcs and stuff and things like that, but nothing more than that. And Arineo, when she, you know, kind of gets a sense, she's just sort of absentmindedly going to just sort of kind of touch the hilt of her sort of her short sword. Um, just kind of like proud of herself that we took out that so quickly. Like, we're okay. 
Yeah, okay. so Gilly's gonna look for like a good place to like hang the necklace from. Yeah, you can see that there's a couple, you know, the 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 stonework isn't supreme here, and there's some yeah. that jut out significantly. You can easily kind of hang it atop there, or there's like these old metal hooks where likely weapons or tools hung or lanterns or something like that, you can find a place to hang it. And Arineal, you can even probably carve in some sort of sort of crude message. You don't notice any recent messages. Like all of the carving seems kind of old and worn. Nothing at all within the last few months or a year. Much this the stone definitely doesn't look like it's been disturbed too much recently. Uh, yeah, Arineal will kind of hang hang that and just, you know, kind of articulate, just sort of say like just to kind of talk about like what we think this used to look like. You know, just kind of like, oh, kind of room, like that room, maybe that was where, because um, this is like a tower area. It used to be. It was, a, it, was, it was definitely a lookout tower of some kind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Gilly's more so, we need to find some a good a good place to sleep. Okay. It's cold. So you 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 hang the the necklace and you scratch in some kind of basic message and then you you journey off and they said like stay within like a mile or two of it and mm-hmm. she will find you, right? Yeah, and we'll use um, kind of the lookout tower to see if we can look for something while it, we're Again, it doesn't there's it it's literally like like maybe 7 8 feet up. Like it, it's not a lookout tower anymore. It's crumbled. Everything's kind of crumbled down into it. Um but you're able to kind of scout around and look for some decent, you know, campsite. You look for somewhere that's going to kind of break the wind in some way. So you can find, try to find like a, a face of the mountain to sort of push yourselves up against or a series of rocks and um, fire, no fire, fire, no fire, fire, no fire, no fire, fire. Okay. I got <laughs> disagree. I'll tell, tell you this, like, it's very, very, very cold. So, like, yeah, you're Gilly feeling isn't. it in your bones. It's it's almost yeah. winter. Like, we're, we're closing in on Yule, actually. So, yeah. It's up to, up to you guys. Two to one, Gilly, sounds like. Gilly wants a fire. All right, fire, fire goes up. And you Sleeping all... in shifts, the usual, you know? Okay. Uh, who, okay, who, who takes the first shift? Um, Gilly can. Okay. Make an awareness roll, and um, make it uh, with uh, one penalty die. So it's very, very dark penalty. and cold, and you hear all manner of strange beasts and sounds, horns and howls, sounds of moving rock, That's a all failure. manner of things. Okay. Uh, see? Red side, best side. Make a smokeless fire. Totally. Okay. Gilly. As you're, you know, you're you're on your. What are you doing when you're on your watch? By the way, like, what is it? What is it you're doing to to idly spend your time? Um, Gilly has two in craft, so I like to think maybe she likes to like whittle away at sticks. Like, uh, she's not very good at like carving anything yet, but like, sure, she's she's working on it. Uh, she okay. remembered seeing the statue that Oswald had. And she kind of just attempts to create something similar, but it's really awful. So as you're as you're carving and kind of focusing, maybe maybe you put a little too much attention into the carving and not enough attention into the awareness. And again, you hear the sounds of like distant 
you know, animals and maybe maybe orc or troll horns or something like that. The sounds of stuff falling down from the mountain. You you look over, and you can you can see like a rock kind of thumps down nearby. And you just kind of continue to go at it. You hear the wind just sort of whistling as you you've made camp amongst a couple different boulders right beneath what looks like a kind of a fairly vertical edifice. Gilly, you hear the sounds of of footsteps in like the the gravelly almost icy icy stone nearby and like then you hear another set and then another set and they're moving quite quickly and you start to to hear like movement all around you oh she'll she'll wake them up (laughs) And as as you kind of reach over and go to wake up Floy, you watch as just beginning to slowly encroach upon the brightness of the fire, you see light eyes kind of begin to glow back, one from the south, kind of one from over to the east in the shadow of, of the mountainside, one from like the west, one kind of almost sort of northward where you have the the, pon- the ponies kind of tied up next to this this old ruin. And you see another set of eyes begin to crawl on top of this rock in front of you. And you see a massive war kind of just stand up and you hear it like kind of howl and growl. And all of a sudden, all around you, there's a pack of five wargs that have surrounded you all and we'll see if you can kill these in one shot now, <laughs> shall we? Look, oh, thought it was, no. Yeah, you all going to die now. Oh, dear. That, uh, it's a shame you guys failed that uh, awareness test. It's, uh, it's such a shame. It's called watch, Gilly. You're supposed <laughs> to have your eyes up and watch. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me throw on some. Okay. Let me pull but I'd like to imagine your whittling is getting better, though. <laughs> Right side, I guess. The one yeah. positive. <laughs> All right. So we switch over to yet another map. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get it centered in a decent way for the watchers. Okay. Uh, you are surrounded by a pack of wolves and wargs as they've closed in upon you. Um, and they've gotten very, very, very close. Um... I'm going to say Floy and uh, Arineal, both of you, make an awareness test to see if you woke up fast enough to be able to get your opening volley as these things kind of slowly encroached upon. Nope. No, what's going on? Yes. <laughs> and so, like, you, as you see them, you scramble quickly to your weapons, but it's, it, like, they're just too quick as they close in before you're able to kind of get any kind of ranged weapon off. Yeah. Um, yep. Gilly, I'll, if you want to take uh, an opening volley, you're welcome to try. Uh, okay. So that's fine. Let's see how this goes. Guys are so dead. <laughs> Reneal wakes up and is like, that was not a whole shift of watch. It couldn't have been. That's a failure. Okay. All right. <sighs> so... begin combat stanley thank you so much uh that's for me i assume uh not for these two 
<laughs> they don't need it. They can one-shot a troll. Clearly, <laughs> I need the help. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Stances. Do your stances. Uh, can I even be in range? Yeah. So uh, well, let's go. Let's go back to the engagement rules again. So if there are more enemies than heroes, uh, I assign one opponent to each unengaged hero fighting in a close combat stance. Then for each remaining foe, including you know etc., the lore master chooses between a hero in close combat stance who is already engaged or letting the foe stand back possibly to attack using a ranged weapon and therefore be allowed to attack anyone in the fight. Now, these are these are wolves, so there's not like they're carrying like bows and guns, so clearly they can't attack at ranged, right? So, I guess you could I, I from from what I could tell, um only allowed if the total number of enemies isn't more than twice the number of heroes in the party. And so it's 5v3, so you're good. I think so as long can. as she can move away, she could be in range, but then oh. none of them could attack her if she's in range. Only allowed... No, I, I just read it. It's fine. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Yeah, as long as there's um, not... If there was six, I couldn't. That's what I was yeah. trying yeah, to Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Yep. As long as... And obviously the two of you are going to go into your stances. Okay, so uh, go ahead and go into your stances and... Uh, Forward. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to assign the one to the two to the north uh, onto yeah, the one on top of the, the rock and the one just north of that one onto Floy. I'm going to assign the two to the, the one to the east and the one to the south onto Arineal. Uh And then I think I will put the west one will probably assign to Floy, I guess, because that's the closest. So it looks like three on Floy and two on Arineal. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, stances are up. Floy, your turn. What do you want to do? I'm just going to raise my battle axe above my head and just yell at a war cry. Just like, oh, ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the combat task. Like oh, oh, oh. It's normally way more intimidating than that, but he's very tired. He <laughs> yeah. just woke up. <laughs> Go ahead. So you're doing the combat task, intimidating yeah. foe? Uh, okay. So I make all roll. Yeah. So I'm in action. Uh-huh. So yeah, so he's taking combat task is one of the things we don't do these a ton, but sometimes we do. But uh, when you're in forward stance, uh, you're you can make an all roll as your main action. On a success, the enemy's morale has been shaken, and all opponents with might one are made weary on their next attack roll. If your roll includes a success icon, which is a six and a d six, then all adversaries of might two suffer the same penalty. If you have two successes, two success icons or more, the penalty applies to all adversaries in the fight. Uh, so how'd you do? So I'm going to use a fellowship to make a favor real quick. Okay. We have one left. Great success. Yay. All right. That means uh, one and two. Uh, so all of them will be made weary. Okay. Uh, so all of them are going to be weary. Uh, for their next attack roll. Excuse me. Let me go. Okay. Uh, then Arineal, uh So, Floy, like, who would you, who would you kind of engage with? We'll say, like, where would you, like, because it's kind of like movement and stuff. So, like, it's it's not like a D and D action thing, but like, like, where would you move? Like, where would where as you're shouting, you got your weapon out and you're, where would Floy go? I'll just charge this left one. One to the west. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, and then it'll be Arineal's turn. 
Okay, so Arineal is going to um, attack this one down here. So she's going to move and attack that one. Spend a hope point to get plus two for bold. And do this. I'm going to... Which one are you attacking, by the way? The bottom one. I'm going to burn a hate uh, as these things have snake-like speed and your attack roll will be ill-favored. Okay, then I will roll again. So you head to the one to the south. So I'm going to burn that hate. Still a great success. Uh, okay. So, so ill-favored would mean that it's just a success instead of a great success. Because I, I had rolled Ill-favored means you roll twice and you take the worst. Exactly. And, and so yeah. the lowest was the regular success. Okay. Okay, so it's three points of damage. Okay. Uh, yep. All right. Sounds good. And so I will record that. Uh, all right. Then it'll go over to Gilly. Gilly, what are you doing as you see all these wolves that have slowly started to surround you? Um, Gilly's gonna shoot the one on the rock just because it's an easier line of sight. Okay. Um, That's the big and, one. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna spend a hope to use my true, um, or my keen eyed, excuse me, distinctive feature. Okay. So let me remove that hope if it'll let me. And my foundry's freezing, of course. That's what she says when she's cheating somehow. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to load. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Oh, you guys are so screwed. I'm going to kill you with all these. Last words. time it was freezing, you had a great success waiting for you when you unfroze. So that's oh, similar. that's a shame. It's a great a failure. Oh, that's a shame. Ooh. Uh, I got just a success. Okay. Um. So I use my Grievous Felbow. It deals four damage. Uh, it needs to make a protection roll test. Sure. Piercing glow. Uh, let me see if there's anything I can do to boost that. Mm. Yeah, there's really nothing I can do, it looks like. So this is... All right. You, you have it properly targeted, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Let me roll. I don't think I have anything in particular. And you're in... Range. Uh, and you're in range. Okay. Here we go. Yep. Uh, it is wounded, indeed. Uh, as you Ooh, put an nice arrow shot. into its side. <laughs> <laughs> and this thing is like... You can see immediately you just get it right underneath its neck and just <laughs> you manage to, to get the arrow right in its throat and it seems to be uh, laboring pretty, pretty terribly actually. Uh, okay, is that your turn? Uh, that is that is my turn, yep. Okay, uh, wolf's turn. Uh, the one that you uh, you just hit will uh, will collapse into a heap. Uh, as it tries desperately to howl, uh, but the arrow in its throat seems to have caused it to just 
as it collapses and is freaking dead. Um, wow, Gilly with the one shot. The one on Floy uh, will go ahead and target Floy, I think. Um, and I think we'll go ahead and just make a uh, attack with its fangs. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, oh, boy. <laughs> well, look at that. That look would be that. an extraordinary success as I got an Eye of Sauron. Uh, yes, you did. All hail and all praise Sauron. Uh, and two successes uh, as well. Uh, let me see. Hang on. I think these fangs might have pierce. Do they have pierce? They do have pierce. Uh, so. I have two. So I have two special successes. One of those is going to be a piercing blow. One of them is going to be a heavy blow. So I'm going to go ahead and submit that. Uh, so go ahead and make a protection roll uh, against four. Just auto success, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for me, for my side, just like Gandalf's are automatic for you. Okay. Let's fend off the piercing. So as the fangs, you can see. Are you wearing the new myth mithril? Are you wearing the mithril? Got the mithril. So like this thing just just right on like right on your sleeve as it's trying to bear down onto your bicep, but the coat of the mithril just happens to cover that part of the that part of the body. Like it gets through the furs that you were sleeping in, and it just crunches down onto it and can't quite pierce. It does shift its its kind of its crunchiness down your arm, and it manages to catch your forearm where uh, you're no you're not actually protected. So you'll still take six points of damage, um, but you are are not wounded. Okay. All right. Next up uh, is which one? Which one's next? Uh, okay. And that's on uh, me. Yeah. Oh, Except no. you know, you know. No, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I think that one will. So the one to the east uh, mm-hmm. that was sort of surrounding camp will will certainly. Uh, you watch as it just kind of moves and leaps through the air and lands uh, right next to you. Um, yeah. And I will. Yeah, I think I'll just nothing special. I'll uh, just yeah, I'll just go ahead and kind of try to to bite on you a bit. Uh, but I am unable to get through as you're able to to fend it off. Um, hmm. Okay. Let's see. I think I'm gonna get a bonus die. Because you're outnumbered, right? Isn't there? Am I? Am I thinking of a different game? Um. Yeah, I think so. It depends on. Isn't it stance dependent? It's stance dependent. That's right. I'm thinking because we've been playing Savage Worlds lately, so I'm thinking of the gang up thing in Savage Worlds. Yeah, so that's no, what I'm no, thinking. No. Of. Okay. Uh, all right. So the next one is uh, the one that was uh, behind that the larger of the wolves that Gilly took out with one shot. We'll, we'll, we'll look over at the the wounded war chieftain down on the ground and then stare at, at, at Gilly and then it'll start running and then it'll leap through the air and I'm using a specific bil- ability it has uh, called Giant Leap. Uh, I can spend one hate to attack any player hero in any combat stance, including rearward, oh, as wow. this wolf leaps across the battlefield uh, and uh, manages to land uh, kind of right behind Gilly. Um, 
and kind of also near Floy as well, uh, and it manages to land and targets Gilly, I think, with uh, with its attack. Uh, so it will fangs bared. We'll go ahead and roll, uh, and we'll fail. I uh, I hate all games. <laughs> Wait, how do you have a target? How do you have eighteen? How do you have eighteen? Eighteen. How is your daddy? How is your Perry 18? Holy goodness. Okay. That's what I got. No, no, I believe I'm just <laughs> I, I'm just complaining. <laughs> oh, that's just what the number is. Yeah, that's what I got in the book. <laughs> oh, it's because you're tiny. It's because I know it's because you're a, a hobbit. I know, I know. You're a hobbit. You're dancing around, tumbling here and there. Okay, then finally, uh, the last one to the south that uh, Rhineal, uh had attacked will uh, return the favor. Mm-hmm. It'll kind of like slowly kind of shift around until both of these wolves are on either side of you, snarling, barreling. You see like foam coming out of its mouth. <laughs> and it will uh it will kind of reach out and try to uh try to attack. Okay. All right. So actually I'm sorry, I didn't mean to I think I accidentally targeted Gilly again. There we Just go. Wants me dead. I do. I uh, I don't care for you uh, at all. Okay, there we go. Uh, oh no! Like oh, a Sauron, all hair, all Lord and Savior Sauron. Uh, okay, uh, and that's an eye of Sauron. Ah, uh, piercing blow, I believe, is the way to go here. Uh, so. Uh, please make a protection roll. You're gonna take three points of damage from the bite, but also make a protection roll against fourteen. All right. No one thought to throw a ball. <laughs> yeah, just throw a tennis ball. It'll go chase it. It'll be fine. Uh, so yeah, your your newly stitched and reinforced mm-hmm. leather uh, happens to just catch the bite, the tooth, and just manages to keep it resistant enough so that when it when it kind of clamps down onto onto your onto your shoulder as it's gnawing down, almost kind of up on its hind legs. There's just enough reinforcement on the shoulder plating that you added to keep it from really pinching down too further. You're still going to take three points of damage, but you are nonetheless uh, unscathed. Uh, we will move to the top of round two. Uh, stance changes for anybody. Floy, you're still in um, You're still in, the, in forward. Forward, yes. Arineal, uh, are you going to stay in open despite that you're being surrounded at this point by, by two bold. of them? I'm staying that way. Okay. So, the one thing I want to look into is that you want to be in rearward, Gilly, but you are now attacked as one leapt on top of you. Okay. I'm trying to see if there is something you have to do to be able to, like, back away. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you are, because, like, I'm pretty sure, it's been so long since I've read this. Um, I would be willing to, like, try and stealth away to, like, put distance, like, between us. I don't think stealth is applied here. Like, they can easily. I was reading, like, the ambush rules. Uh, oh, ambush is gone. Ambush. Yeah, yeah, like I was gonna do an ambush to you guys, but I was being nice, so because I could have ambushed you because you failed your awareness test, uh, yes. and then you killed my my war chieftain guy. So now I regret I it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, you know what? I don't remember. Uh, I'm going to look really quickly in my GM screen. 
that I just got to see if it's in here. Did I mention that I got my GM screen in that? In your book, um, you did, yeah. In the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that gets weird. Okay. So I think, by the way, that I wasn't wrong. I think, uh, so there's advantages and complications I can give out. And so I do think the notion of you being outnumbered could potentially, you can argue that that is a moderate advantage. And so they could potentially get a bonus die, I think. Oh, okay. Because uh, things like attacking from high ground, exploiting a favorable terrain, uh, could potentially work. Um and you can, and obviously you would be able to sort of counteract it by shifting into defensive stance, a mm-hmm. And then other complications like um, cramped quarters or something like that. So we can make the case. I think you can make a, a decent case. Yeah, Question I don't see anything chat, specifically. Yeah. What eldritch god did you make an unspeakable sacrifice to to uh, ensure that you finally got your book? Honestly, there's really only one kind of eldritch mytho- mythos god that I worship in this Haster. Well, it's, it's Haster specifically, but mm-hmm. uh, but King and Yellow is sometimes yeah the the the, the overlapping association. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, there we go. I did. I finally got my stuff. Uh, okay, I don't I don't remember. I'm gonna say that um, you can potent. Yeah, I'm gonna say you can potentially back out. It does seem weird though that it's kind of closed on top of you. But if you, I think if you used your, I think if you used your. Hmm. I don't know. It's I, I just I feel like it's engaged with you now. I really do. I feel like I think if I think you would have to spend your turn to to move away. Like I think okay. you have to spend your the main action if you if you if you if you give your main action to like running away, then then it could potentially do that. But there's no guarantee that it's not going to try to leap after you anyway. So it's kind of up to you what you would want to do, Gilly. You could potentially try to run away and be in range next round, or you could just kind of switch into a melee stance and 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 kind of switch your weapon with your like quick action. And then it's up to you. What do you want to do, Gilly? Um, considering I'm absolutely terrible with my short sword, um, I'll spend my main action to move. Okay, so you're gonna spend your main action to move. Um, we'll say you can. I mean, maybe try to like move around that big boulder that you guys were keeping camp around, or something like that. And that might we might argue that that would keep it less inclined to leap towards you, since you're almost like taking cover. You're taking advantage of the terrain. Okay. All right. All right. So then, Floyd, you're up. So it's not your not technically your turn yet, Gilly, but like you can move it now. It's fine. Uh, Floyd, what do you want to do? Attempt to make contact with my axe. <laughs> Attempt to make contact with your axe. Is your axe like in outer space or something? Are you trying to send them a long distance message? Contact okay. successful. <laughs> Extraordinarily. All right. Uh, okay. 41 oh. damage on the heavy board. <laughs> Directly towards the warg's skull. You cleave it in two. Just slash right through. And the head of the warg just goes tumbling down to the snow. And there's or into the snow and the dirt, and as the blood just kind of caters out and flops over. Okay, uh, so that one's dead. Arenial, uh, your turn. As you've now got two around you, and you stayed in open. Okay, all right. Respect, brah. Respect. What do you want to do, Arenial? 
Arineal is remembering sort of the underhanded success. And so this one that sort of just tried to, you know, kind of bite at her shoulder, she is going to try to uh, shove this keen short sword into its belly. Okay, it's the one to the south That's that's uh, the, the, that you first attacked? Sure. Uh, so, where am I at? Um, I'll go ahead and take one of those. These sixes that we got. Okay. And, okay one. You guys are crushing oh, the this combats. Looks, nope, 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 nope. All right, Roger. Thanks for hanging out. We're almost done here. I think once the combat's over, we're probably going to call it for a night. Ashley and I have another game to play in later. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. We got to get something to okay. uh, Oh, yeah. You swing down, and right as you're targeting the other one behind you kind of bumps you with its its hip as it kind of swings around and it just kind of throws your balance off just enough uh, to make it so that your hit doesn't connect. Uh, Gilly, you go ahead and you start moving and running uh, and trying to kind of hide behind the the big boulder here. Um, You know what? If you want to make that stealth test, make the stealth test. Uh, We can say if you want to make that stealth test to see if like it managed to kind of keep track of exactly where you're going. There's a lot of stuff going on, so maybe you managed to sneak away. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. Failure. Oh, dear. It saw you. Uh, I'm too panicked. (laughs) You're definitely panicked, yeah. Okay. Um, So there's two that are on Arineal. One that came from the east is going to go first. Um, And I do feel it's fair that like you're essentially flanked right now. I do feel it's fair to say that they're going to get because like you're kind of being outnumbered here. They're taking advantage of this. They're knocking you around. I'm going to give them a, a, a minor advantage okay. uh, with this. I think that's that's fair. Uh, but you also, by the way, if this ever happens in your favor, remind me that I did this for them because I should do it for you as well. So we'll, we'll sort of make this our own kind of like flanking rule essentially. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find the stuff that I can do with battle, and I'm forgetting what it is, but I think I'm a little busy. It's a combat task, I think. Uh, all right, so it's going to try to do fangs again. I'm going to give it one bonus die for it, and it's going to bite down. Oh, my God, double Saurons. All hail our Lord and Savior, Sauron. Oh, oh but then I rolled the Gandalf on my protection roll, so I am protecting. Oh, that's fine. I still got double Saurons. I've rolled so many Saurons here. <laughs> you this have. is fantastic. So three damage. Why did it get double? Why is it getting that attack at favored? Well, maybe because of the... Hmm. Curious. All right. Uh, three points of damage. Three yep. points of damage. Got it. Okay. Uh, next one is going to be the one by Floyd, the one that leaped towards Gilly. And I would say because Floyd managed to kill this other one, I'm going to say this one's not going to leap after you again. Instead, it's going to turn its attention now to Floyd, uh, having seen it cleave through one of its pack mates. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll go uh, with its fangs. It'll bite down. Uh, and it hits. Look at that. Uh, only three points of damage, wow. nothing special, but it's still three points. Very nice. Okay. All right. All right. Um, have you seen the yellow sign? Uh oh. Does that mean I have to bring out another one now? Okay. Let's see. To number two. That's what I was thinking. Um, all right. So then the 
one that's also on Arineal, the second of the two wolves that are on Arineal will go next. No, I don't want it to target itself. That's that's just that's just crazy. So I mean, they're so close to each other. You try to bite me, bites its friend. I mean, you can see how this happens. Oh, for goodness sake! Holy rules. <laughs> Sauron is with me. I am protected. All right. Uh, that is another Eye of Sauron. I've run like four Eye of Saurons. <laughs> like, this you is crazy, have. this fight. It's three more points of damage. Uh, and you managed That's to... That's because you invoked your patron. I have. Uh, <laughs> I have. Uh, I was totally going to kill the ponies in this fight, too. But then you killed the, the oh. freaking... You killed the, the chief right off the bat. And like, oh, I guess I got to bring this other one to the fight now. So, like, yeah, I was, gonna, I was totally going to kill them. Uh, all right. So... That is the end of round two, uh, and we go back up, and it's the top of round three. Uh, stance changes, anybody? Double nope. forward. Double forward. <laughs> Double forward probation. Uh, all right, Floyd. I'm going to fling this guy off my arm, just hack into him in the snow. Okay. Oh, that's an eyeball. I have Saurons for everybody. Do you have a moment to talk about my lord and savior Sauron? Like I would very much to talk. I have a pamphlet. <laughs> oh my god! Did I just bring Floyd to the shadow? Yes. Take 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 a hundred shadow points. Uh, Arineal, you're up next. You got right. wolves on either side of you. They're just nipping away and nipping away. Not huge damage, but one of these is yeah. going to get through. All right, same one that I tried to do last you're time. You stayed at open stance. Amazing. Oh, you're so, not defensive? So brave. Not bold. I'm bold. Brave. Well, I mean, bold is what I've <laughs> Go got. Ahead. So. Go ahead. <laughs> bold um, would be to pick one of these up and just smash it into the other, right? That's what you should do. I, am I, going... I do have the stats in for wolves as a weapon if you want to just drag it over from the um, it's got a load of 10. You're just carrying out a big old dead wolf carcass that you're hitting other people with. I'm going to use one of my hope to invoke my bold. And okay. Invoke that bold. I'm going to try to... I'm going to go, like, side of the head. with the Side of the head? Time. Calling shots of increased difficulty? All right, no, that's no, a penalty. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, 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 oh. That's a great success. Uh, what do you want to do with that success? extra success? Um... You have keen weapons, right? So would burning, and you're at an eight on the feet die. So I think if you burned it for a pierce, for your, for pierce, you could actually get to a piercing blow because of your increased piercing range. So which would be better? I could add seven to the damage. I can tell you that if you, if you get a wound on these creatures, you kill them. Like okay. they just, just then one I wound will kill them. I'm not, that's an, an automatic. They still get a protection roll, but I'm saying that is the option. And I, they will. It, it, your your base damage is. You said you're gonna do. You can do eight damage. How much damage did you say you could do? Seven. Seven's the total damage. That wouldn't kill it. So uh, it would it would get close, but it wouldn't kill it. Okay. Um, I so piercing I, blow. The piercing blow could kill it outright. I picked the option for piercing blow, and I don't know what happened after that. Like I picked the option, and I said okay, and then it just said I attack and do three damage. Okay. Um, yeah, I can just do. I can just roll for protection. It's fine. Uh, let's see. Because um, wouldn't I roll another? 
So Pierce, spend one success icon to modify the feat die numerical result of your attack yeah. by plus one if using a sword. Oh, got it. Yeah, which possibly way? triggering a piercing yeah. blow. Again, you that's had right, your it you doesn't have an increased piercing keen. range. Yeah, so that's I'm just, right. I, I can do it on a different one. It's fine. So okay. I'm going to roll it here. So do, 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 do. all that looks good. All right. I'm sorry. That should that I rolled that. I rolled your stats. Ignore that. Ignore that roll. <laughs> Let's see if I have another one somewhere. All right, I don't. Uh, I do have one armor. Okay, so I'm just going to roll it by hand. So it's a D12 okay. plus a D6. That's what I got to roll. And what's my target? What's your injury rating on that weapon? 16. All right, you need to hit a 16. That two doesn't look good. Uh, and That's you kill seven. it. How do you All kill right. this thing? I've... I've called my shot to the head so okay. just side of the head with the Call sword Peter. why you guys keep killing dogs alright Gilly you're up you've managed to put some separation between you and the one that leapt after you what do you want to do um if I look and I see that he's like engaged with Floyd then she'll well no the one died next to Ernial. so she's there are two up one on each of them yeah yeah she's terrified of the one that tried jumping at her <laughs> um, okay okay <laughs> that's so, good logic there yeah so she's got her bow trained and gonna <laughs> just expand the weaponry available in one ring to add wolf siege weaponry uh Ooh, what do you I got that'd be terrifying sorry my thing crashed again I keep getting like an error message. Okay, uh, and you're just mm -hmm. using. Are you just doing a straight up attack? I can roll it for you. If you yeah, because I, we. I think oh, there, oh, it goes. there it goes. Oh no, another eye sorrow. Oh god. Yeah, I think that means you hit Floy, right? No. <laughs> and since you one shot one of mine, it's only fair that you one shot Floy. We just. I mean, you are keen eyed. Yeah. We just, okay. I didn't spend it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so you miss. All right, so then it's going to come down to these wolves. Uh, with probably the last, last attacks of their lives, their lives as, um, I think, yeah. Oh, you know what? I keep forgetting to spend the one hate to make attack rolls all favorite. I can, I'll probably do that next time. Uh, all right. So this one's the one to the South over that's on a renial. It's going to go ahead and make a attack, uh, fangs blared, uh, or bared, excuse me, not blared. If there is <laughs> the a loudest, attack. <laughs> loudest fangs you ever heard <laughs> oh boy oh. that's a great success um, oh. but my feet die is not enough for me to get into a piercing blow so I'm actually wait that works differently for me hang on I gotta double check something pierce works differently for adversaries than it does for mm -hmm. slightly differently than it does for um, players so on a successful attack, um, let's see. Yeah, so I can spend a success icon. The attacker scores a well-aimed strike, modifying the feat die result by the attack roll of plus two. So it's just a flat plus two. All right, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that's not enough to do anything. So I'm just going to make it a heavy blow. Uh, okay, so this is a... It's, oh, no. It still doesn't manage to rip through your armor, but just the sheer force of its jaws, you feel kind of like a crunch in your forearm as it's trying to wrench your, your arm free and trying to like get the weapon to fall from it. 
uh, over by Floy uh, as a wild arrow just goes flying off into the darkness, hitting... Which one's your pony, Gilly? No! No! <laughs> you just hear a... <laughs> as the, you look over, there's a flaming arrow right in its ass. Uh, but the um, You just the hear wolf... Gilly as she worries as, as it hits Floy. She's just like, sorry! Sorry! It clangs off of his armor. <laughs> Whoopsie! <laughs> Uh, all right, so this thing's going to bear down on uh, on Floyd. Oh, oh my gosh! Possible. I oh. these guys are like the strong. I, I figured it was. Is a that another Sauron? Uh, no, no this a is a Gandalf. So, oh, even without the Gandalf, yeah, though, I'm still that. at 18. So yeah, it's still an 18. Um, I'll pierce and uh. Actually, no, I can't pierce because I'm nowhere close to it. Uh, so yeah, just two, just double heavy blow. Uh, nine points of damage. Uh, oh, weary, by the way, just okay. so everybody knows. Okay. <laughs> or wolves that shoot bees. All right. Floy. Same thing. Assault. Uh, forward, excuse me. Forward stance. Yeah. Forward All right, finish him off. I will Return spend a hate favor. though to make it ill favored. So this attack is going to be ill favored as it's just dancing around, shifting and moving, shaking and baking. <laughs> Still hits though. But I got, got rid of that Gandalf though. I did. That's what I did. Uh, okay, uh, roll damage. I uh, got a heavy blow on it, so fourteen. That'll that'll be enough. Wow. How how do you brutally and because you hate animals kill this thing? How do you? Yeah, I, yeah. I miss the previous blow, so my axe in the snow. I just up cleave it into its chin, just pop its head off. You pop its head off? Okay, just push. <laughs> all these decapitated wolves. What the hell's going on? All right, Arineal. This thing, like, you've been outnumbered. This thing's been wearing you down. Uh, your arm is kind of drooping now from the weight you you are wearing. Do you do you just throw Argalip's helm? Like, just fuck this thing. Just chuck it all the way down. You do? You drop the helm? Well, yes, so that I'm not... So you don't be weary? Wow. Yep. Yep. How could you? Like, I'm not... It's not going far, but it is you call yourself a ranger off. of the north. You call yourself descendant of the... Of the kings of Arnor, the Dunedain, oh shit, whatever. Okay, um, which uh, go for it. Okay, for whatever reason, isn't. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to bother because there's only one. It, it didn't affect my. Drop your buckler. Maybe. It probably yeah. It's just it's not updating the load, um, so I'm just going to manually remove weary. Um, cause it's not updating cause I should be back down to 11 load. Okay. But it didn't, the sheet didn't update when I took the helm off. Okay. So hopefully it will roll as it's supposed to. Um, just, you're not, you haven't manually reduced your load yet cause it's constantly giving us the spam and the, I'm just going to change your, your travel fatigue to one. So you're okay. There okay. you go. Okay. Go for it. Um, and then you said this is going to be ill favored. Uh, I do have the hate, so I will spend it, and it'll be as it's darting around. Go okay. ahead. I'm going to add a d6 in then, so it's keen short sword. What now? I need to select a token that is included in the combat tracker. 
Oh, I need to target the target. There we go. And now King Sword Short. And There's just one more left. Worst, and I've got a dice. Why did that not roll? It doesn't matter, because that is going to be the other. Okay. Gilly, can you finish this off? I'm or do I try. kill Orineal with this one measly wolf? Oh, no. Do we have any dice left? Yes, no, one left. No, 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 completely out. One. Nope, nope. You can have it. All right, come on, Gilly. Uh, do I have... Hang on, let me see if my snake-like speed... Can I still do it? Can I still do it? I will go ahead and do it. It doesn't say it has to be combat attack. Uh, and I have enough hate. So go ahead and make your ranged attack as it's just moving and darting and dancing around Arineal and it's hard to get the aim. So you're rolling it ill-favored, Gilly. All of that hate should have gone away as soon as you got your books in the mail. All of that jealousy and hate should have just washed away. So they I did. But then you uh, you invaded the home of my troll, who was merely just <laughs> cooking dinner uh, for their, um, their domestic like partner, spend... and then murdered him. Mm. I would like to spend um, our last fellowship point to make it favored again. Uh, no one's recovering. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Nope, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. So oh success. Uh, nice. Four roll a protection roll. <sighs> no. You. <laughs> Describe how you kill this thing as it fails its protection roll. Um, Gilly's like it's moving around all kind of erratically, and so Gilly just kind of aims for center mass, and she manages to like get it in the throat again, and kind of like forces it to the ground with like the arrow, and it just kind of flops over. Okay, and that's it flops over everyone kind of whips around looks for more and you can see that your entire campsite has it's just sort of covered in the bodies of looks like five wolves wild wolves wargs including one very large one that is still kind of gurgling as it kind of breathes its final breaths atop the rock and as the day slowly begins to to begin uh Marimben has not yet discovered you uh, but you can look around for her tomorrow and for signs of Thorvum and Thebe and I think that's where we're going to go ahead and end on uh, two successful combats one went ridiculously easy this one much more difficult in fact uh as I was able Radio to get some hurts. shots off on you guys uh but I think we're going to end it there uh for tonight sound good yeah yeah nice. We're here. Yep. We're at Mount Grom. We made it. Uh, you've made it. You've got some. You got some. You're, our fellowship phase in, and uh, we are slips. And, and you've you've laid the message, and so it's literally just a matter of time. And mm-hmm. uh, also, we can start looking around for our dwarf friends to see if we can find their corpses. And uh, oh. uh, wait, excuse me. Yeah, I uh, I killed them pretty no. pretty much right no. away. <laughs> pretty much. I do they think the upgrades to down. the leather shirt helped. Yes, they this, did. But. For sure. Uh, okay, uh, Ashley, tell them where we're going to be in like an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, we're going to be over on Defenders of Kobold, and we will be playing The Darkest House by mm-hmm. uh, Monty Cook Games. That is correct. Uh, a little haunted house haunted house game uh, set in Just basically modern day. 
my character kind of has gone insane. I'm perfectly fine. Um, in fact, I've been Delta regaining Green. sanity over the past couple of weeks <laughs> by true. having having finished Delta Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Molson and I on uh, on Monday will be over on our own. Oh, actually, on our channel right here, uh, playing Ultraviolet Grasslands. Uh, you can also catch us playing some De- Deadlands every other Mondays. Uh, that's the other game. We're kind of switching back and forth. Uh, Saturdays we're doing our One Ring. Uh, Fridays we're going to be getting to the Traveler soon, but not next week. Uh, so we're probably going to play something else next week, just like a one-off of something. So come kind of hang out with that. Uh, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to log off now, uh, grab some food, and then uh, you'll see Ashley and I in a little bit over an hour. You'll see Melissa on Monday. You'll see Long next Friday. And that's it. Thank you for everyone who hung out tonight. Uh, thank you for those of you who threw us some bits, helped uh, help the players out. Uh, thank you for those of you who are watching this on YouTube. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. Uh, and uh, yeah, all the support and nice things you've been saying. And even, you know, when you've been throwing out corrections, it's help you to, happy to get those, especially like mm-hmm. enunciations and stuff because there's, there's things I'm not 100% sure on. Uh, but that's it for the night. Um, hang tight. I'm going to give us a raid uh, and take us somewhere else and you can want to watch somebody else this Saturday night. Uh, but... Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. See you later. Bye.